Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 339 for the week of February 28th, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with RPG Gamer's weekly show to bring you up to speed on RPGs, news, and amiibo release dates. Um, joining <laughs> me today, <laughs> Anna Marie Privetier. I have P Stand Link. You have what? I have P Stand Link. P st- oh, P Stand Link. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Why did they decide to make that stand yellow? I don't know. It is atrocious. It I, I looks wanna awful. Imp- I want to import a Toon Link. Mm-hmm. Uh, also here, Alice Wilkinson. Hello. Hello. English and delightful. I don't have an amiibo. I do have a lot of other plastic figures, but we have an amiibo a lot is not of plastic figures. Mm. But we have two amiibos. Wait, do we have two or three? I think we two. Have two. We have you have Zelda a Zelda, Zel- yeah, a Zelda yep. and a regular Link. Yep. You are still in the market for a Toon Link. Yep. And is that it? I think so. Okay. I mean, if we're gonna get Mario Party, it makes sense to get a couple of Mario Party amiibos. But I think that's really it. Yeah. I mean, are we getting one, Mario Party? I don't know. Why would we get Mario Party? Because I enjoy Mario Party. We've played... Okay. So you played the 3DS one on your own. Yes. Which is sad. I like and then it. The, I think we got the Wii one and we played it once. Um, sorry. So I don't know about this Mario Party stuff. We'll unless see. unless this is the one. <laughs> this is the one where they fix wow. Mario Party. <laughs> We don't even play uh, Fortune Street like we should. Yeah. Actually, I made that comment. (laughs) Someone was talking about... um, Oh, man. Shoot. Right, so Dragon Quest Theater Rhythm... Yes. ...apparently has a board game style unlock system as opposed to just you get notes, crap unlocks, Mm -hmm. like um, Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm. And so... um, Someone made a very snide comment on Silicon Air. It's like, oh, obscure Japanese board game. We're definitely not going to get it now. I'm like, does this mean I should mourn my copy of Fortune Street? (laughs) It's like, we got it. (laughs) It's like, we get games like this. (gasps) Simon's in the box. Simon's in the box. Oh, he's disturbed by you clapping. Oh, sorry. Hey, Alice. Yep. What have you been playing this week? Um, well, there's been a few things. Uh, Tuesday uh, gave us the next Final Fantasy XIV patch. And it's free for the next, like, ten days. Oh, is it? Yeah. No sub needed from, like, the 26th to the 10th. Oh, I didn't know that. Did you resub? Um, sorry? He was he never unsubbed. Oh, okay. She never unsubbed. Like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, I've been bad, subbed. I've been subbed to uh, Final Fantasy fourteen since the day it came out because the uh, legacy subscription plan is so cheap. Right. So I just oh, pay. For- you got the you you got the. I'm sorry, you had to pay for the first version plan. You yeah, know, I think that might be why I'm still subbed, Chris. No, that's not why you're still subbed. You're still subbed because you're lazy okay. and you haven't gone to unsub. <laughs> Well, anyways, yeah, so patch 2.51 adds to the previous 2.5 patch that came out in... When was it again? I think it was end of January. Um, and we finally have the gold saucer. You know, the one that they've been promising for... And yeah, there is a remix of that tune in. Oh, great. So it just yeah. never stops? It never stops. Never stops. Um, so 
Yeah, no, that that's a thing now. Um, Triple Triad is back. Yay. Chocobo Racing is back. Yay. Are these good um, things? Yes. Okay. Yes, they are. Okay. Well, I mean, Triple Triad is still the kind of same level of bullshit that you probably remember it from Final <laughs> yeah. Fantasy VIII. But... I don't remember actually wanting to play that game more other than, like, against NPCs. Well, you can play against NPCs. Oh, okay. And, um, right. The Gold Sorcerer itself has five NPCs, um, which uh, are in kind of increasing difficulty. Um, but there are also a number of NPCs around the world, around the game world, who, who also play Triple Triad. Cool. And have their own card sets. And also, um, they've gone back and a number of old dungeons and so on have card drops now Ooh, that's a good idea the hard and extra uh hard and extreme mode primals also drop their cards as well nice so you can get uh garuda from garuda you get ifrit from ifrit and so on okay that's Um, that's good there is also a set of reference cards um so there is one card for each protagonist of every final fantasy game from 1 to 13 nifty nothing for 15 that's cool no, because it's not out yet. Well, let's have a look. Because I'm Hype just having a look. Cause... Not started. What do they do for eleven? Um, Shantotto, using oh, her Dissidia okay. art. Mm-hmm. Ah, nice. Um, all of the all of the cards have their Dissidia artwork. So the like the older ones, like Warrior of Light and Firion, have their Dissidia artwork. That's my favorite of the most of them. So um, cool. the hardest one to get is a hard call. Uh, nobody seems to know where you get the Titus card at the moment. Um, the how will Noodle ever get her nipples? You just laugh in the corner. Uh, the Cloud Strife card is uh, 1 million gold saucer points. Oh my gosh. What? Um, of course it is. The Gilgamesh drops the Bart's Klauser card. <laughs> Somewhat unsurprisingly. And mm-hmm. World of Darkness drops Onion Knight. Yeah. Because um, why sense. not? Because why not? Is it um, World of and Dark- yeah, then a bunch isn't of that, the other cards. Isn't that the end boss be- in Final Fantasy 3? Yes, it is. Okay. Because all of the Crystal Tower stuff is all a reference to Final Fantasy III, so it seems hard, it's hardly unsurprising that the final boss drops the Onion Knight card after all that. It seems, just looking through the list, it seems that some of the cards can also be obtained from uh, playing against a character who uses them. Like you could in Final Fantasy Right, so if you're not heavily into endgame content, there's still a way for you to acquire the cards. Yeah, so at least at least as far as some of them is concerned, I think you still have to get the the various character the like main character cards. It looks like there's only Whoa, one way to who's get typing? them, but very loudly. Me. Oh, okay. Um, and but things like I'm just looking at it here. Um, it seems as though there are alternate means to get the primal cards, for example. Cool. Like Odin, Rama, Leviathan, so on. Mm-hmm. So an ultima weapon can be found in a booster pack as well as uh, dropped off his hard mode battle. So. Okay. So yeah, so, yeah that, no, there's a I lot like of um, lot of different ways to get cards. It seems, and yeah, it's it's the same game from Final Fantasy VIII, basically, up to and including the shifting rule sets. Oh, I hate those. <laughs> um, I think they do. Um, the regional rules change every day at server reset time. Okay. So they uh, the, um, the, the 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 sort of the the rules change quite sort of wildly frequently. Yeah. Unlike, I think, 8, where you could just end up, uh, like, bricking yourself into a corner because of rules, the, the how the rules spread in that game. 
So, um, the Chocobo racing is while well, you don't get to race your um, your the, the Chocobo that you get through the plots. Lame. Um, uh, you do basically get given a fresh Chocobo that you can then uh, not only race but raise the stats off, breed with other Chocobos to get better racing Chocobos. And yeah, there's a whole system based around. Can that. you then the, convert one of those into your riding Chocobo? Um, I don't know. I don't think that's. I don't think like, that's done yet. Can you breed colored chocobos and then ride a colored chocobo? Co- well, you can. You can change the color of your riding one anyway. Oh, what do they have? Wait, how does that work? I think they do it through um, feather dye. But <laughs> seriously, no it dyes in, its feathers. No more inbreeding your chocobos. I'm almost kind of no, sad no. You, can, about you, that. You, you, you can't inbreed your, your own your the the chocobo you get through the plot, but you can. Um, I think you can inbreed your racing chocobos a bit. Oh, there you go. So. I'm satisfied. Now. I haven't gotten that far yet because my uh, current Chocobo isn't high enough level to um, sort of unlock that system yet. The only downside so far to the Chocobo racing is there's only three tracks. But considering Final Fantasy VII only had two, um, it's still, still a bit of a step upgrade. up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, considering, well, because the, the, the three current tracks are basically just um, like track assets added to an existing level, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, they've taken a field area and they've just added a Chocobo track to it. Okay. So I'm kind of thinking, because of how they've got this set up, that it's going to be really easy for them to add new ones. To continue to, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So I think it's kind of like, it, it, and it's the same thing with Triple Triad, in that um, now that they've got the system in place, like, every update, they can now just go, oh, hey, there's a new Chocobo track. Or, you know, there's a, there's, there's a few more extra cards and a couple of new NPCs that play Triple Triad. Sort right. of thing. So now that now that the basic system has been put in, then they can now improve on it. So uh, the gold saucer also has a couple of lotteries, um, including one you can. There's one you can play daily, and there's one you can play weekly. Um, the draw for the first lottery uh, goes ahead tomorrow at 3 a.m. my time, I think it is. Um, and that's just a pick four numbers. You gain obscene amounts of gold saucer money if you win. Gotcha. Um, the daily one is like a pick three numbers and then uh, draw uh, draw a. It's got a grid. It's like a three by three grid. Reveal three numbers, then draw a line across it, and that determines your payout. Okay. So, it is also possible to win quite a lot from that, and there are already uh, t- uh, programs out there to calculate your best chance of winning. Oh wow! <laughs> Didn't take long. Well, it's a, let's be honest. It, to be honest, it's a fairly sim, it's a fairly simple system. It's it's just number play, basically. Right. The the highest payout is if you get um, six in a line, so one, two, and three, which can only happen on something like I think one out of twelve cards you're given. So, just because of how that works. So uh, yeah, um, they've also got their own version of uh, fates as well. They're like time limited. Um, extra events that happen um, you just sort of sign up for and then get awarded gold saucer points and there's even a couple of those um, stop the slider in the right place mini games as though if um, some people might remember the older uh, uh, basketball mini game from Final Fantasy 7 mm-hmm. yeah that's in great so I'm um, excited about that one Oh, just no, but, so I mean, it excited. Kind of like, it sort of uh, kind of rounds out the whole experience sort of thing. 
It feels very. It does feel very gold sorcery. Well, that's good. And I think that's is that kind good? of what they were going. Is that good? It's kind of like they they put in something called the gold saucer, and I think people were kind of worried that it wouldn't kind of capture that gold saucer spirit, or so at the they, very least, that kind of that that thing in RPGs where you go to play all the mini games. Did they make new games that are better than the old saucer games? Because I think that would be better. What you mean, just, like the snowboarding mini game? But that was from the original. I'm saying, like, instead of putting in the bad basketball game, why not put in a good mini game? Like, well, it's more of a um, like make it's one. More of, <laughs> it's more of a um, thrown in to make small amounts of gold saucer points kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a cactar like a... with a star on its eye in this place. Mm-hmm. It has a monocle star. All right. Well, the, uh, the 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 gold saucer itself is owned by the Mandevilles. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know who they are. Well, Hil- uh, Hildebrand Mandeville is the well sharply dressed man of inquiry mm-hmm. who features in Fourteen's um, major side quest chain. Mm. Chris has um, the mm-hmm. mag- I believe the gold saucer was largely constructed by his father Godbert Mandeville, who was a very skilled uh, goldsmith. Yes. So yeah, Gold Saucer, go go enjoy it. Mm. You can go and I think you can go there starting level fifteen if you're low, if you're not level fifty. I don't even think he's level thirty. That doesn't matter. I don't level think 15. any of you know what level I am. Uh, the only way uh, the only way to get to Gold Saucer is by airship. So you need to have a uh, airship pass which you get at level I fifteen. I sure do have an airship so, pass. As long as you've got the airship pass, you can grab the quest to go. Basically. Well, that's but not. But do bad. I want to go? Yes, yes oh, you do. Okay. All right, cool. I'm glad that's you, you, you'll, I think you'll probably want to go there just to have a look around, if nothing else. Maybe you play a couple of games, triple try it. Oh boy. You can only play it there? No, you can no, play it because there, there, there are NPCs that you can play outside of the Gold Saucer. And you can challenge other players right. in most other places. So I can go to the pool room and challenge people in our in our guild. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. No, it's Pretty fun. Um, and then other stuff came out. Um, Homeworld Remaster came out Tuesday. Um, so I've been playing through that. <laughs> we have a friend that ordered uh, the physical edition. Oh, and, the special edition? Yeah, and has been really sad because all their friends got collectors or got uh, digital editions. And so they're having to wait to play. And they're very, very sad about it. Ah. Apparently the model is very nice. And also, I've also heard that if you have ordered a collector's edition, you can get in contact with Gearbox and they'll give you a digital copy or something. Really? Yeah. I should tell him about that. Yeah. Apparently, Gearbox Gearbox are being quite on the ball about things at the moment. Because, I mean, people have raised some uh, hmm, issues with it. Mm-hmm. Mostly because, basically, in order to do the remaster and, and um, basically convert all of the graphics into sh- new shiny HD ones, they had to port the original game to the Homeworld 2 engine, um, which has created some issues for people who remember, the, for example, the formation movement commands in the original Homeworld. Mm-hmm. Um, it also makes uh, frigates a little bit more fragile than they were in the original, I've noticed. Um, so it's not a, it's not a, basically, it's not a straight one-for-one redo with better graphics because it's been ported to a different engine. Okay. So they only um, had to convert one engine? 
Well, I mean, I think the they probably only had to basically upgrade the Homeworld 2 engine to accept higher higher quality um, mm-hmm. sort of, you know, and clean it out so that it came with a good frame rate and stuff like that. Because I seem to remember the frame rate in Homeworld 2 chugging a bit. But I've had no, uh, like, graphics-wise, sort of on a technical level. Um, I think some people have reported a few technical problems with it, but I've had basically no issues at all outside of a minor uh, bug with one ship, which is disp- currently displaying the wrong color scheme for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird. That does sound rather bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last game I've been playing is Dragon Ball Xenoverse, which... Oh, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's actually pretty fun. All right. I mean... I've, I've noticed well, a lot of people streaming that on Twitch for some reason. There, there are two things that kind of sold me on it. The first one was um, custom character creator. Mm-hmm. That's a big plus. And the fact that it then kind of incorporates your character into the storyline. Cool. Um, mostly because the storyline involves around um, two characters who basically are interfering with the the known Dragon Ball timeline. So oh, anything but that. that. Yeah, to mean so it means that characters who originally, um, you know, the, the things that you know happened are now happen- happening differently, um, and your character steps in to make sure the history goes right. Um, but also the fact that they felt the need to give Takahata 101 a voice role as one of the custom character voices. Now, I'm not using his voice, but the fact that it's there is amusing enough. What's Takahata uh, 101? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Ta- Takahata 101 plays the abridged version of Nappa. Oh, seriously? Yeah. So they, they and, really? Yeah. That's male clever. Voice, male voice number eight in the English version is Takahata 101 using his DBZ Nappa voice. That's awesome. Excellent. And he's making all of the and he's making all the jokes as well. That's that's a very great idea on their part. Yeah. So it's kind of like even though I'm not actually using it, I'm playing a female character with the Japanese dub on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the fact that they went out of their way to recruit someone who is known to have a pretty damn good voice <laughs> from a fan from a fan project, no less. Yes. Yeah. That's impressive. It, yeah, and the game itself runs very. It's it it kind of. It feels very similar to. Um, I don't know if either of you have played any of the Naruto fight, like the more recent Naruto fighting games. I played one of them Just for a little bit. It's kind of like that, that kind of um, like high speed cell shadedness. Okay. Except that and you're in the least... air on this one, right? Yes, except you're in the air for most. So of the like time. like most of the Tenkaichi Budokai series. Yeah, in the. Basically, all the characters can naturally Those fly. Those were words, and I presume they made sense, but I don't know what any of them were. Uh, they were just titles for older games and the Dragon, like older Dragon Ball Z games. Thank you. Um, and I say it's actually pretty fun. Um, I suppose the only thing I've noticed so far is um, the game. Uh, it's kind of, um, I suppose, hinted at with the title, but um, the game has a lot of multiplayer functionality with it. And um, they, the I think they may have actually underestimated the number of PC players because they've had a sort of a couple of server issues since Friday. <laughs> I think they may have actually underestimated how how well the game were, were sold on the PC. I imagine, I'm not sure if they were aiming particularly high or, I don't know. But it's been pretty fun. I'm enjoying it. Cool. So are you going to get this, Chris? Um, that's a good question. 
I don't I mean, know. you'll have someone to play with. Who? Alice. Can we play cross-region? Oh. Um, we might be able to. I'm mm. actually not sure. I had a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at footage of it now trying to figure out if I would be into this or not. Hmm. So, tell me. Is Homeworld still a good game? I'd say so. Okay. What do you think, um, Phil? I need my intro theme song. This time we're going with Randy Orton. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Can I do that? Can you insert that right there? All right, I'm just going to hang up on you now. <laughs> little, little editing action. You know what's really funny is when you put that that theme song on your cell phone and it just rings in the middle of like work or public or whatever, the looks you get from people. It is awesome. I love Randy Orton. He's just come back, by the way. He was on a little hiatus after getting his head stomped through a bunch of bricks or something. Wait, what? This is wrestling, well, Anna. Okay. Wrestling. Yeah, awesome stuff. Woohoo! Homeworld. Yeah, I mean, I played that way back in the day. It was super well, so gorgeous. So you're getting the remaster, right? Uh, probably when it goes on, like, Super Sale or something. I mean, I played it the first time, and I got, I don't know, a third through or something. Um, it was just a little slow-paced for for me. But I guess if I'm older and I have lots of free time on my hands, I just uh, prefer my RTS games to be a little faster than that. So, but it was definitely, you know, space opera, capturing that scope, uh, you know, the huge mothership. You're making a bunch of smaller ships. You're gathering resources, uh, well-scripted. It had a lot of strengths to it. It was just a, a wee slow for my taste. The scale was a little too epic. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Supreme, uh, Supreme Commander, really, really huge, real, real-time strategy game. I often tell people real-time strategy games are really real-time strategy. They're real-time tactics. But go and play, you know, something like, you know, Supreme Commander, and holy cow, it's huge. I mean, you literally have to really think strategy, radars, spying, scouting. Uh, you get flanked while your army's on the other side of the map. You're not You're not coming back in time, that that type of thing. But uh, And I love those. I really do. I just don't have the time for them. They're huge. Yeah, Supreme, Supreme Commander is actually one of, still, still one of my favorite real-time strategy games. Oh, yeah, nothing on that. You hardly see anything on that scale anymore. It's just, you know, very, very... I, I, I buy every 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 time I see it come up. I'm just going to buy it again. It's so awesome. I just wish I had more time to play it. Okay. Chris is still worried about the voices in my head. No, I'm I'm watching Randy Orton videos on YouTube now. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. And especially no. I love his theme song. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mhm. Never. He's a good performer. Guessed. Oh, Phil, what have you been playing? Oh, dude, I have been playing trying to get my freaking f3ds to work it's a really great game it's where you go out and you buy a brand new 3ds a new and you new get 3ds it, a new new 3ds you get it you're all excited uh-huh. you turn it on yeah. you're immediately impressed by the hot by the 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 improved 3d that follows your head and trust me boys and girls that part is worth the hype i handed it to shirley who normally abhors anything that even resembles 3D. She, she came and played World of Warcraft. It's just 2, 3D for her, and she was immediately sucked in. I actually took that picture without her knowing. If you, if you follow my Twitter feed, there's a, she looks like the perfect commercial for the new 3DS system. <laughs> she, is, she is like, ooh, 
you know, she's got that face. Uh-huh. Uh, and I took that really spur of the moment. She was really that wowed by it. And I mean, days later, she was like, wow, wasn't that pretty? Wasn't that pretty? Well, yes, honey, it was until you broke it. See, when I lent it to her, yeah, yeah, when I lent it to her, she kept it for like a good two hours. She was playing Fantasy Life or something like that and uh, just really enjoying it. She handed it, she she popped in Phoenix right, said, Phil, you know, this is a pretty cool system, but I don't like the way this one controls its sticks or something. It's not responsive. I say, it's the same exact control mechanism. You're not using a little nub. Let me see that. Huh, the circle thing won't go up or down. So I took out her game. I popped in some other ones, hard-booted, soft-booted, looked things up online. Sure enough, my left analog, whatever you want to call it, circle pad, won't go up or down anymore. It'll go left and right. Hey, at it least you're in the warranty period. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's what's really fun and interesting. So I had a oh, regular... By which you mean neither fun nor interesting? Exactly. Okay. I have a three. I had a three DS, and the first thing I did when I got the new three DS XL was use their transfer process to get all of my uh, downloadable and ambassador games and yeah. save states on those over to my. And it, it worked pretty well. It took a it took about an hour and a half or so. Yeah. Um, I had a really cute little uh, animation too. The best progress screen I have ever seen with those. Uh, what are those little cute creatures? They're Pikmin, Pikmin, Phil. Pikmin. Yeah, Pikmin. Yeah, I never played any of the Pikmin games, but they are cute, and they're. Taking over chunks of progress. It was really acute. Anywho, uh, got through that process. It was pretty painless. But now, you know, there's a little problem. You can only do that process once every seven days because Nintendo loves arbitrary limitations. Uh, so when it broke uh, or when it decided to stop working, whatever, I immediately looked online because these things are in low supply here in the uh, Valley area. I mean, as it was, I had to go to South Jordan to buy one. And when I got there, the guy told me he had like 20 calls and he literally had every, you know, 3DS XL on reserve. So the, uh, so this was now Sunday. I looked online and the closest one was in Twilly, which is, I don't know, 40 minutes from my house. And that's because I live on the West side of town. So uh, I said, you know what? I have a choice here. I could either mail this in to Nintendo, hope they repair it, send it back, which I'm never a big, huge fan of, or I go buy another one and do another transfer in seven days and then take the broken one in for a refund. So I went with that option because uh, I just, yeah, I didn't want to find out what Nintendo's warranty mail-in program was like. Okay. So I drove to Twilly, bought will a new they, one. Will they take it back if it's broken? Because it's open. I. I asked him, and he said yes. At first, he said. At first, he said, um, "What did he say?" Uh, uh, oh yeah, because I called up the store. No, no, he, <laughs> no, no. When I first called the store, my question was, "If I'm bro- oh, I asked him if it's broken, can I bring it in for a refund?" And he said, "Well, we'll switch it out with a unit that works." That this, this is the store that actually had one left. And I said, uh, "What if I just wanted a refund? Could you do that?" Yes, if it's broken. So and then, and I said, can I turn it into any GameStop store or do I have to go to the one that I bought it from? He said, you can go to any GameStop store. So we're going to find out tomorrow because the arbitrary seven day limit. I had done this transfer yesterday at uh, 3 p.m., which is about four hours from now. Uh, and I tried to do it this morning and apparently a full seven days has not yet elapsed. So it will not let me do the transfer. I, 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 I swear, Nintendo, get with the freaking times. Good grief. If I bought another Vita right now because the first one's broken, I can just go to the Sony website, deactivate my old Vita, and re-download my programs on a new Vita, assuming that I had used up both licenses because I think uh, Sony gives you two licenses on games. <clears throat> I mean, come on. This, this whole seven-day thing, yeah. If you want a reason 
to hate the whole archaic Nintendo licensing process with their downloadable titles, my Twitter feed probably gave you enough reason not to buy a, you know, a 3D, a 3DS or a new 3DS because I was pissed. <sighs> but I've kind of gotten over it now. Uh, I can still play. You don't on sound the... like you're over it whatsoever. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I, I am over it now. <laughs> okay. I just had to take you back into that moment. That's a part of good storytelling, Chris. Oh, I can right. role play. I can go, I go back in time and I role play Angry Phil as of last weekend. Angry Phil. Angry Phil. Angry Phil. Uh, yeah. At this point, seven days later, I've actually been enjoying the new, new, new 3DS XL uh, because I can still play all my cartridge-based games. They save on the cartridges, so the save states really isn't an issue on those games. Um, and I've been I've been enjoying the new 3D graphics on that. And yeah, I take it to work. I show it to people, and it, it's, it is much – it goes over much better than when I first took the 3DS a while ago. And I was like, you got to hold it this angle. No, no, hold it right there. OK, right there. Can you see this? OK. Nowadays, you just hand it to them. Oh, wow. You just you give it like five seconds to kick in the first five seconds. They're still trying to figure it out, but give it five seconds. The camera sees them. Boom. Sucks them in. It, it's just well, I've noticed the camera just within a second for me. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's the thing that I appreciate because my hands shake. Yeah. It's, it's oh, a yeah. Fast yeah. Adjust. It's a fast adjust. I mean, once it's locked in, I think I say five seconds because it takes the between the one second the camera to catch them the first time and then the three or four seconds for them to realize what the heck they're looking at. Uh, but, yes, when you're playing it, oh, my gosh, yeah, you can jitter that thing. I mean, it just – unless I do something really quick, uh, it, I just don't even notice any desynchronization. It's, I like it's doing it at night good. and then you see the little infrared illumination turn on inside the little camera. And yeah. It turns red and it's like, ooh, it's a Terminator. It's going to kill I you. was, I, yeah, there's a sniper. Uh, I was surprised how well it worked in the dark. Uh, I thought maybe that was going to kill it because the camera wouldn't have a great shot of me. But you're right, the infrared or whatever kicks in. So I, I give my, tip my hat to, to Nintendo here. It is really a really fine product. I'm not, I wasn't really, I, I didn't want an XL. If there was a choice, I would have gone for the smaller version. Uh, and the reason why is the resolution on 3DS is notoriously low and uh and so the 3d graphics suck me in but there are definitely times where the pixelation just irritates the hell out of me and then i go back and play my vita and i'm like ah high resolution graphics again ah uh, so really high resolution really, is a relative term um it, high resolution games that aren't so great in the texture department <laughs> uh, relative to the 3DS, right. 90, 80 to 90% of Vita games sport a higher resolution. And it doesn't yeah. excuse poor-ass texturing. Yeah. Speaking of poor-ass texturing, uh, new Super Mario Brothers 2. So I went through all my 3DS games yeah. just to be pulled in again. I mean, it is that good. I you act- just want to go through your whole library. I played through that whole game like within the last month. It's a good game. It's a good game. But because I was specifically testing the 3D and turning it on and off oh, yeah. and just admiring how well the – on New Super Mario Brothers 2, go back, flip it in, turn on the uh, – turn off and on the uh, the 3D functionality uh, on different and boards. the frame rate ch- chug or something? No, no. Actually, though, what happens is the background gets very, very fuzzy. Oh. And it just totally kills their beautiful texturing work that they had done. So I actually played – that's one game I played with the 3D turned off because I want to see those nice, beautiful – textures i don't want them to look like they're completely out of focus uh but conversely uh what is it uh, mario 3d land or whatever the hell yeah. it's called yeah. oh my gosh that looks so great in 3d that one has I, a frame rate drop phew, too doesn't it uh probably 
Oh, you but, didn't notice uh, it though, so all right. Nothing, nothing that like made me go, oh, ouch. I probably wouldn't even notice the new Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, I didn't notice it on my regular DS, but I either had the 3D completely turned on or off, so I didn't notice just how, you know, it's not until yeah. you start flipping it on and off that you realize that background really does look horrendous mm-hmm. uh, in 3D. But uh, in, in Super Mario 3D Land, I mean, I was one of those people who would often turn off their 3D because it was ugly. Yeah, uh, and the now- system, it changes that, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, it works now. I can leave it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, great. yeah, you just leave it on. It's awesome. It just sucks you into the experience. And I'm super stoked, of course, for the new Xenoblade Chronicles. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, Zelda, um, Ocarina of Time. Oh, my gosh. Just having that in real 3D that actually works. Yeah, isn't that cool? Oh my gosh, it's mind-blowing. Just wow. Whew, I didn't even notice. Hey, this is really only 320 by 240, you know, resolution with obviously uh, you know, compared to most It is not 320 today. by 240. Oh, it's something along those lines. It it's is pretty- something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I honestly in that game it just that's one of the ones where the 3D just sucks you in and for me, anyways, I know there are some people that have different thresholds of it is, pain. For, oh. <laughs> it is 800 by 240 or 400 by 240 per eye. Oh, wait, let's say including the bottom screen or something. No, that's the top screen. No, because but the 800 by the 240. The 800 is like if you've got 3D off, I guess, uh, or something. Oh, 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 oh. It's 400 per eye, so I don't know how that works out. So That's what it is. Just yeah. trust it as 400 by 240 because that's what you know yeah. you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, wow, uh, Ocarina of Time, wow, just just wow. That that will make me want to play that game all the way through again because it's just. Whew. Man, I got it when it came they out. They upgraded the cool. textures and stuff. It it looks nicer, and yeah, Majora's Mask should be good too. Are you going to pick that up? Oh, yeah, though? Uh, probably not, or unless I see it on Super Sale. I played uh, Majora's Mask uh, as part of the Zelda collection. I think that was a GameCube title where it had Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, uh, the original Legend of Zelda, and Zelda 2 from the NES. Uh, and I went through and played um, all of them. And Majora's Mask just didn't grab me. <laughs> the mask grabbed me. <laughs> the mask grabbed your face, but the game itself didn't grab me. No, I'm okay. not a huge fan of too much puzzles in my game. Zelda, as a series, already kind of pushes that a little bit for me. Majora's Mask takes it to a whole new level. you got to figure out where to get the mask, when to put it on. Da, da, da. But if you're going to follow FAC, I'm sure that's not so bad. Did Angry Phil play anything else? besides your entire 3ds library yeah, the, i've been playing the entire 3ds library uh chronicles or something symphonia chronicles what yes on the gamecube tales of symphonia chronicles there you go i knew it was that i was knew it was something like that that's not on the gamecube you played chronicles means you're playing it on ps3 or something you no no uh where's my where's my where's my where's my tales of symphonia chronicles is the ps3 release yeah Okay, Tales of Symphonia without the Chronicles. Okay. How's that? Does that work? Yeah. Is that a GameCube yeah. title? Yeah. Because I know it's a GameCube title because I have to plug the GameCube controller into my Wii and, 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 and the cord's really not long enough to, to, to reach That's a comfortable That's why I use the WaveBird. So, yeah, I'm too cheap for that. So I'm like <laughs> taunting the cable and just always a hair breath away from knocking my Wii over. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 So trying to get used to the fact that I really have no control or a real great control over these dum-dums who call themselves my party members who insist on going and tanking creatures uh, that they they really should stay back and just let me handle the heavy lifting. Go back. Go back. Oh, wait. There's some AI controls in here. Dang it. 
yeah, just trying to get through that. But but it's kind of cute. If I swear, if I run, and I tweeted this, if I run into one more game that has a f- explicative here, I know uh, you don't do the ampersand like I do, but I swear I am going to break a disc if I run into one more game that has a mimic treasure chest that is tougher than the bosses in the game. I don't know what it is about these games. It started with Dragon Warrior Quest, whatever the hell it was, where the first mimic kicked my ass. I think it was a number two or three, and and it, it is Have a play in my Souls? life. Nah, no, nah, not really. You should I played, go play like, Dark Souls. Hours. The mimics there are no problem. You'll enjoy them. Uh, you know, but it's just like it's so tales of uh, whatever this is. I, I'm sitting there. I'm running through. Got into the second dungeon or whatever it is. Uh, you know, I fought some tough bosses. You know, up to that point, got through them just barely. Good balance. Mimic attacks the party. Mimic kills the party. Hadn't saved in like 20 minutes because there wasn't a save point. Like holy freaking hell! Why? Why? What makes game designers think that a mimic that's more powerful than a boss is a super awesome idea? Evil developers, stop it! Her. That's Angry Phil again. Thank you, Angry Phil. I'm not over that, as okay. you can tell. No, you're not over it. Not over not that. A, not at all. No. Also, no. <laughs> joining us today, who is over everything, Alex Fuller. You're over it all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You're just over it. You don't care. Hi. What? Hi. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Alex. Uh, what do you? What have you been playing this week besides uh, Hand of Fate, or is that it? Um, that's what I played in the early part of the week, and then I wrote the impression, then gave up because I don't like difficulty spikes. Oh, so tell us about Hand of Fate. You said you were quite liking it last week, but now not so much. Oh, I've basically stopped playing it because I got to a point where the difficulty spikes were bleh. Bleh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And there's no way to put on, like, a wuss mode or anything like that? No, there is no wuss mode. That stinks. Yeah, that's one of the main sort of things to improve, I wrote in the impression, was to just uh, have have an adjustable difficulty. Not necessarily for the card bit, because that's sort of fine as is, but it's the 3D battle battle system. Mm -hmm. Because the later portions just throw lots of enemies at you, and it's not suited for that. Mm. All right, well, what did you play in the later part of the week? Uh, I did a lot of chocobo racing. Oh, my gosh, another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil, you need to go back to Final Fantasy fourteen and join these two in uh, chocobo racing. No, I just had to cancel WoW again. I, I just don't Final get the Fantasy time to go to those games. Free right now. Yeah, fourteen yeah. is free login right now. It ain't the money that's the problem. It's, uh, it's the time factor. yeah. yeah. So you're not going to jump into Monster Hunter either? No. No. Alex, how good are you at Triple Triad? Um, I keep accidentally winning. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I'm not sure why. What do you mean accidentally <laughs> winning? Well, stuff, stuff like plus keeps happening, and I still haven't figured out quite why that happens. <laughs> so you're just clicking things and like, oh, I won. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I love it. That, I've actually managed to catch up on the story content in the game for the first time ever. Well, that's nice. So, yay. Yay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, so you just played... I do, I, oh, yeah, I do have a third game that I've started oh, playing now. Oh, tell me about it. It's fun. <laughs> well, you should tell... Okay, what is it? Uh, 
Oh, you want, oh, you want actual info? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that would help, yes. <laughs> Uh, it, it, You're not going to tell me, are you? It, yeah, it, it, it's sort of half visual novel, half strategy RPG, but with lots of twists. Okay. And you can't actually see the enemies, and you don't know what sort of the turns all happen at the same time, and you don't really know what the enemies like me to do, um, or where they are in some cases. This sounds incredibly hard. Because it's. It's not actually that hard. The, the, it's balanced quite generously at the moment. It's just not particularly brilliant at explaining it in the tutorial. What's the name of this game, so, Alex? Sorry? <laughs> What's the name of the game? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters. <laughs> Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Finally. A name. All right. I'll write it down. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I just- Forgot that doesn't really apply to a audio medium. No, it doesn't. But here we go. <laughs> oh. All right. So when we have Tokyo Twilight Ghost Hunters. Okay. So 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 how does this work exactly? The game's basically divided into episodes. So as in properly divided, they actually put say opening and closing credit sequence on each episode. Nice. Which is neat. But it's basically you, you're a high school student who ends up joining a group of exorcists and you go like around you exercising do. ghosts. Oh, yeah. So you've sort of got one case per episode, right? so it's fairly... There's an overarching... There's a continuity in it, so but is it's this sort just of all Scooby-Doo? quite separate. Um, a bit, actually, I guess. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it so far. It's all right. So explain this. Explain the you know this battle system for us because you said you can't see the enemies, but you you have to. It's a tactical game. <laughs> How can that work? Yeah. Well, you've got the grid based, so the squared grid, and it's, you get sort of turns. You've got a certain number of turns in which to actually win the battle. Otherwise, you have to retry. Yes. But you get to, before the battle, you get to place down a load of traps or detectors and stuff like that okay. that can help you out. So you can use them to detect where the ghosts ended up on the previous turn and stuff like that. And then it will sort of predict what the ghosts you know about are going to do. So, so do you, you, just can, ex- you, can, you can at least make an educated guess. So you just attack spots where you think they are? Or is it where all they're going to be, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you'll always know where they ended up within the previous turn, and it gives you a range of where they can go. This sounds annoyingly difficult. But he's liking it, so that's a good sign. That's good. Yeah, that's good. He's yeah. not convincing me to like it. <laughs> yeah, the way they've actually designed the arenas means it's not as bad as it could be. Okay. So you'll get a lot of corridors where it's quite obvious that the ghost is going to go into one of these spots. And pretty much all your attacks are AoE in okay. some way. Well, that's good. Okay. So, so yeah, you're not required to Yeah, you're not required to get the exact spot, but you're safe enough if you get the So what is this on? This is Vita. Vita. Okay. And oh actually it's also on PS3. Oh. Is it cross buy or anything or? No. Oh. 
is differences in the version or just you know whatever platform uh, not i'm aware of but i think the control scheme lends itself to vita better than ps3 why it's the same. because the touchscreen or something uh no it likes using the shoulder buttons to have oh the stuff see. okay yeah and those ps4 shoulder buttons are little yeah hmm All right, well, do you have an impression or review coming for that soon? I will have a review soon, yes. All right, cool. In the meantime, Phil apparently has been playing a game that you like, Alex. It's called Doing My Taxes. Oh, wait, that's not no. fun. No, Demon Gaze. Demon Gaze. Right? I'm enjoying Is that Demon one you Gaze. played, Alex? Or am I mistaken? Uh, I played very briefly and then didn't. Oh. Never mind. Not my sort of game. I thought this was one of those Monster Hunter clones. It must not be. That. No, it's not. If it's a Monster Hunter clone, that's wheels. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. No, well, remember, it's, Alex it's... likes all the clones for Monster Hunter. Yeah, so does Alex. Okay. Er... <laughs> that's what I said. So does Wheels. <laughs> so does Wheels. All right, what is Demon Gaze like, Phil? <laughs> I don't remember. How dungeon Crawler. Work? Oh, it's the Dungeon Crawler. Yes, we did it's... talk about this last week. All right. Yeah, it's the dungeon crawler with lots of anime characters, storyline bits in between your dungeon delves and uh, that uh, have some strong innuendos and uh, and all of your characters look like they're ripped off from, I don't know, some some weird funky Japanese anime book. Uh, the, the dwarves really don't look like dwarves. They just look like anime people. So kind of like classic heroes in that respect. I remember the dwarves in that one just look like shorter people with hair. And somehow that was a dwarf, I, I, I guess. But no, no, no beard, because anime characters don't like beards, I guess. No, no, they're just short. No, yeah, they're just short. So, boy, yeah, big, big, huge dungeon that one. Unlike uh, Etrian Odyssey, I'm not drawing my own map. It just kind of pops in as I as I walk around. Yay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, lots of fights, but uh, you just hold down the X button, and 95 percent of them go super fast. Um, so, uh, speaking of deadly treasure chest, I'm, I'm into, boy, I'm into like the third or fourth land and, uh, treasure chest. There's like, are you sure you want to open this? And of course I'm getting flashbacks to oh. the mimic of oh. death. Are they mimics? Well, you know what? I opened up the treasure chest and it did, it, it actually was a mimic. Actually, yes, that was its name. Instead of being a treasure chest with just teeth though, uh, you fall a long way. It says like you're going into the depths of Hades and you get attacked by this huge ass monster that has like five or six legs that put themselves between you and its body. So you have to deal with the legs first, but then uh, unless you have some distance attack. Um, but for the most part, most of your characters don't, uh, and then, or at least mine don't. And then, uh, and then as soon as you destroy like four or five of them, he spawns more legs. And this was going back and forth and my magic points are going down. And I'm like, I swear if this mimic kicks my ass worse than a boss, did I, I swear I'm going to lose it. I'm going to break. I, I can't break the disc. It has no disc. It's a down. Actually, no. It does have that little tiny cartridge. I can break that. I, I can bait a knife and I can cut it in half. And I pulled it off. I, I, yay. I, uh, yay. Da, 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 How long had it been da, since da, da, uh, No, that one. Actually, you don't know. That had been a while since. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that, that probably was a good 15, 20 minute save. Plus him, his battle took. 15 minutes i mean that was not one of the ones where you hold down the x button and just let everything happen oh, really? uh, you got status effects jumping in uh and things like that so uh poison and all this other stuff that if you simply ignore it, it will 
uh, kill your character. So yeah, normally you can also just press a, one of the nice things about the engage is you can just press a one button and they'll just do all the attacks they did last time. Uh, I think Etrian Odyssey has that as well. So great way for taking care of trash mobs. Um, you just pretty much just hit everybody with your attacks. I got a samurai that she'll attack everybody on the front row and the row right behind that now. So when I'm fighting trash mobs, they have six pygmies on the front line, six more in the second line. That's okay. The samurai will will hit them all, and it's great. Uh, it's nice having a frontline melee character that basically damages a whole bunch of people like a wizard normally would. Actually, she's more effective right now at quote-unquote AOEs than my wizard is. So hopefully my wizard gets more badass when she gets to higher levels. Uh, I think, was it Michael Apps on um, Twitter assured me to keep my wizard it, that she would flourish. Yeah, Michael Apps is so, in the chat room right now. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So He's uh, listening because he said, oh, demon gaze. Demon Gaze is awesome uh, so far. But it, it is – it could it would definitely be one of those games where if Mac or somebody said, hey, Phil, could could you pull this out for us? Could you review this for us? And, and I was trying to do one of those deals where I was trying to play it like eight hours a day. No, no. I, I think you'd, you'd get burned out really kind of quick on it as a pick it up and go, play it 20 minutes before bed or following the wife around, shopping mall, something I can have pay attention to type of game uh, here and there. Perfectly great for that. Or – Watching WrestleMania. No, it was Fastlane. Uh, Fastlane pay-per-view. Uh, good for that. During some of the slower bouts. Pull out some Demon Gaze. Oh, yeah. This is like a $40 so, game on Vita. Uh, yeah. Is okay. it worth it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless you... It, it definitely is one of those things where if you don't like dungeon crawlers, this is not going to be the game to change your mind. If this was, if it was your first dungeon crawling game, I would probably recommend you to, uh, you know, Etrian Odyssey to Untold Stories or something like that instead. Um, this one has some... Speaking of difficulty spikes, it, it, it does have uh, it does have some spikes. If you haven't uh, taken the time to grind up a bit, uh, they will kill you. The first boss uh, whipped, whipped my behind a couple of times. I had to go out, grind a bit, come back to him. So, uh, yeah, and I think Michael Apps mentioned that in his review. So not, you know, but if you like dungeon crawlers, uh, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. So, this and I love the... Uh, NIS, huh? So there's like Disgaea portraits you can download for the game. Yeah, I have to say that's one of the, the draws for me. I like, uh, I like the anime design. I like the, their take on typical monsters. The goblins and stuff are completely different than goblins I've seen in other games. Um, so... And I like anime-looking characters, and having a team of completely whacked-out-looking anime stereotypes is a little different. You can so. get the limited edition on Amazon for $100. Yeah, not doing that, though. No? Would okay. not recommend the $100 no? purchase. Right. No, no. For an art book and a CD that you don't need? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that you don't need. No, yeah. no. But if, you, if, you, if you're if you looking for a good dungeon crawler on your Vita, uh, it's definitely filling Damn, that Yeah, this thing's retaining me. its value. Used, it's $36. $34. Yeah, I, play, I, play, I probably, yeah, I don't, I don't believe I found this one on a super sale or anything like that. I just was hankering for a good dungeon crawler. It was between this and uh, something from the, the store. I forget off the top of my head what it was. And something I decided from the this. store. Okay. Well, there's a, there's the- a PSP. There's a PSP game that you could buy on the, 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 the PlayStation yeah, store and play um, it on your Vita. Uh, cross it, something? Cross plate? No. No, Infinity, God. Infinite cross it, Yeah. Infinite. Infinite Cross Edge. No, no, not Cross oh, no, not Cross Edge. No, uh, it's something Infinity Blade or something like that. I think it's called. It, let me now. I'm gonna Google it. It's, it's one where it's there's like Blade. a dragon. He gets turned into a person, and I don't know what's going on. No, Infinity plays the iOS game. Um, <laughs> there, anyways. Um, 
and and then there's a class of uh, class of heroes, class of heroes, and class of heroes two now, right? Right, and uh, I did those. By the way, did I did I mention that on your show, Classic Heroes? I don't know. You did them both. All right, Uh, but (laughs) did I tell you my experience? Um, No, because Classic Heroes Two has a unique feature about it. What is that? You can uh, you put in the disc. It's PlayStation Three game. Put in the disc and whatever have you, and you can actually use your Vita to control it. And the Vita is the second screen. uh, Wait, I thought it was a PS. I thought it was a Vita game. No, Classic Heroes Two is PlayStation Three. I didn't realize that. It may it may have a Vita port for it or something like that. Uh, well, let's go take a look. Now, I mean, the first one was PSP all the way, but uh, this one was definitely a PS3 game that I bought. It's limited supply too, or you can buy it off the PlayStation Network store. Uh, Class of Heroes Two, Wikipedia, because that is you know. Uh, let's see here. Oh, no, that's Class of Heroes One. <laughs> Uh, anyways regardless uh get the playstation 3 version and you can play on your you know unchained your- blades that's probably it that's yeah, the psp game we yep. were looking for yeah i it was i almost bought that one and i bought uh demon gaze instead and, and so far i'm pretty happy with that decision oh, good but uh, Class of Heroes 2, yeah, when you're running through the, the maces on your PlayStation 3, you can use your, your Vita as the second monitor. It probably works with PSP as well. Um, and you can see the mini-map. Actually, yes, I did do it both on my Vita and my PSP. So that was pretty cool. Wait, really? Yeah, it, yeah. And you'll oh, have the mini-map. Awesome. When you're in fights, it'll have the stats for your characters as it's their turn. I didn't you'll even see know their the stats. PSP could do that. Yeah, it's, it, it totally, it just, it's basically a Wii U, you know, and I'm dying for a good usage of the wii u you know so is it it actually useful or is it kind of cumbersome to have to look at this other thing versus just pressing a button and looking at your map on the tv it definitely for me it was it was pretty cool uh but it has one drawback in that it actually causes delay when it's running you think the playstation 3 would be able to handle i mean classic heroes 2 does not have big high-res graphics with long drawing distances or anything along those lines uh but when i had the the vita psp functionality enabled there was there was a noticeable lag in the game in certain menus and stuff it might be something they'll patch up later on but it was irritating enough for me to where i just turned it off because yeah the whole point of having it on the screen is so i don't have to wait that split second of hitting the button and going through the menus to look at something Mm -hmm. i did like how it was intuitive like when i was in battle if it was bobby's turn bobby stats were there if i was aiming the cursor at a goblin what I knew about the Goblin stats was right there. It was That's very great. intuitive. Yeah. That was great. So they just need to work out that delay for me. Uh, so I put it on the shelf and I said, oh, I'll go back to it in a, you know, in a few months or something and see if they've worked out that particular little Is issue. Is Class of Heroes still being supported at this no. point? I, they, nope. Then I guess they won't work on. out the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I, I have my doubts on that one, Phil. <laughs> something uh, like that isn't going to stop people from buying it. No, no, and it's a, it's a fine game. I mean, I just turned it off and I just continued to to play it, and it, it addresses a number of the issues with uh, you know Class of Heroes one and stuff. I mean, there's occasion where I'll get a hair up my ass and I want to play my an, an old wizardry clone that is hardcore. I played you know Class of Heroes one for quite a bit, so um, but I will totally understand people who don't like it. It's definitely got faults, and it it, it definitely was uh, what's the word? Uh, it was it was more unintuitive. Or less intuitive <laughs> than it should have been. Yeah, it was definitely not very friendly to the player. Classic Hero 2 uh, addresses a number of those issues. So if you're dying to play Wizardry Clone. So I'm finding Class of Heroes available for Vita and PSP, but not for um, PS3 at all. So that's weird. 
on the Sony store. So weird. I think it might be Class of Heroes 2G on PS3. Oh, really? Okay. 2G. Well, not... All right. Mm. Maybe it's not available <laughs> digitally. Oh, um, shit. Wait, which one? Wait, no. This is the one that they had the stupid... Yeah. Hmm. This is the one they had the failed Kickstarter for. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, I, I had to hunt down the... I like having hard copies of stuff. I, I believe the, it's... It, at the time that I was playing it, it was not yet on the PSN store, but they were working on getting it up there. Uh, but they, were, they had made like 2,500 or so hard copies, and somebody on the forums, one of our staff members, pointed me in the right direction of the uh, Gaijin Works, and I've just bought it uh, off of uh, off of one of a Canadian uh, vendor website. So... Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm just looking at it. Gaijin works, and then are they related to Monkey Paw, Anna? Yeah, it's um, who's his face's company? They work with Monkey Vic? Paw all the time. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Class of Heroes 2G, PS3, January 2015 on PSN. When did this get announced? I don't even remember us covering this. We did. Okay. PS1 on PSN, PSP on PSN, PlayStation 3 on PSN. What the hell? All right, whatever. And physical copies were an extremely limited pre-order only. Run. Yes, yeah. So Phil got his hands on one of those. They're going for ninety bucks on Amazon right now. <laughs> Woo! Turn it around, sell it for cat. No, I'm just kidding. No, I like my <laughs> copy. It, it, and it was really. By the way, if you can get one, well, I, I will say. I mean, I paid retail, which was like fifty five, fifty fifty five bucks, uh, and it was worth it. I mean, it has a very beautiful okay. instruction book. So and, here's and it, what's going on, Phil. It looks like the PSN version is just delayed, and it hasn't been released yet. And oh yeah, and that's the way it was. Gosh, that was over a month ago. I bought that. They still haven't gotten it. Originally, January, they were going to get said out. Just, January, but if you look on it, it's not there. So I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, they they had some issues with um, Sony quality control or whatever have you. Didn't oh, quite pass all the test. Oh, we know all about that, right, Anna? Mm. <laughs> she doesn't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that stuff can go south and delay your game by a lot longer than you expected. But yeah, yep. so the, va- the, the value of my hard copy will probably continue to ascend yes. until yeah. the PSN comes out. I, Phil, so I want you to know you're, you're part of an elite class that gets to play Class of Hero 2 phys- uh, on the PS3, rather, right now. Yeah. You, you are part Woo-hoo. of – you're the 1%. <laughs> oh, I'm the 1%. <laughs> yes. That's a good one, Chris. <laughs> I am the 1%. Bow down before me. Oh, that's too funny. Oh, all right. So – Ha- with that said, I think we're done with what we've been playing, right? Because I got a lot of feedback to There's cover. There's a lot of feedback. The problem right. is, is Manny's not here to hear it. Yeah, where the heck's Manny? Because this is all for Manny. We could save it all. Should we just save it for the next time he's on the show? <sighs> When's that going to be? I don't know, but we could save it all. Hmm. All right, this is all feedback for Manny for buying a 3DS. And since... Since there are other people that listen that have asked this question before, I think it makes sense to share it. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Because I don't mind saving it. No, no. Because we had a long segment. All right. Uh, All right. So Victor on the forums writes and says, all right, selling Manny on the 3DS. What I love about the 3DS is its convenience and portability, enabling me to play games in situations that I normally wouldn't. Here are just some of the places I've played my 3DS. At the gym on the Exercycle, three to six times a week. Waiting at the doctor or dentist office. 
while donating blood. Simple games are doable with only one hand. Waiting for my roommate to get ready for a shopping trip. Waiting in the car for my roommate to finish an errand, like that shopping trip. Lounging in my bed or on the couch or in just about any position I feel like. In all of these cases, interrupting my game was as simple as closing the 3DS clamshell and putting it in my pocket. I could open the 3DS and continue whenever. A great many 3DS games also have quick save or save anywhere features. I love the eShop and have played lots of cheap, simple games on it. <laughs> Tig's Panthers in the chat room going, on the loo, play it on the loo. It's like, okay. In all these cases, interrupting my game was as simple as closing the 3DS clamshell and putting it in my pocket. I could open the 3DS and continue. No, I. it is silenced. What do you want from me? <laughs> Anna's trying to fix my audio. All right. <laughs> In all these, uh, I love the 3DS and have played lots of cheap, simple games on it, especially Jewel Quest and Match 3 casual games, the kind that are good for killing time anywhere. I've been a little frustrated by bugs lately, but Grinzio was the first ca- worst case I encountered, and they patched it eventually. Citizens of Earth is the second worst. And the developers claim they're working on a patch. I've yet to c- encounter a situation as bad as the Broken Screen X mobile games you folks mentioned. Um, as another strong 3DS selling point is some of its best games. Paper Mario Sticker Star was what persuaded me to get the system. And despite its shortcomings, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry that I did. Mario and Luigi Dream Team was an even better game. Um, Professor Layton Miracle Mask and Professor Layton Azran Legacy did not disappoint, and I especially love the daily puzzles. Oh, and backlighting's real nice, too. I upgraded from original DS with no backlighting. Well, that's not true. It has backlighting. just sucks. And the difference is tremendous. If you want to be cheap, you can get one of the old 3DS models instead of the new 3, n- 3DS. <laughs> At this point in time, the new 3DS is only required for a couple games. Um... I mean, Actually, only case, one announced game. In Manny's case, I would almost say he should go for the cheese. The what? The 2DS. Oh, really? Yeah. The hunk, the toast. The cheese? Yeah. The uneven toast pr- slice? It's a hunk of cheese. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Silktail says, I've been playing Sh- Pokemon Shuffle this week, and... Yay! <laughs> I haven't gotten as far as I... As I've avoided spending gems and coins, but I went back to collect the Pokemon I miss once I got a stronger team. I haven't had a problem with a 30-minute wait, but I'm following Chris's tactic of swapping between several free-to-play games and other distractions. Mind you, I seem to take ages playing the main stages because I like to think ahead, etc. But being able to swap anywhere means it avoids the lack of control you often get in other Match 3 games, but it also slows down play a lot. Level ups do increase their attack power slightly, and the optimized option is useful, but it does ignore their abilities and will still happily select a Mega Pokemon over a super effective one in a five moves match. Um, The expert stages are unlocked by getting S ranks on the main stages. For the first half, it's five star S ranks per EX stage, but apparently more are needed towards the end. I still maintain that infinite space is only rock, paper, scissors until you get the fighters. Then it's just a case of have more fighters than their anti-aircraft can withstand. But Chris didn't get that far. That's true. Uh, thanks, Tiggs. <laughs> Tiggs is messing with my iPhone. Pausing <laughs> Twitter notices. All right. Uh, Zillis. Manny, I'm one of those that think you're crazy for not owning a current gen handheld. But I guess it depends on your current level of enthusiasm um, for JRPGs, uh, especially on the 3DS. Sorry, I'm just thinking through this audio situation people are telling me about with my phone, and it's actually impossible for it to be doing what it's doing. So this is fun. 
Could um, it be your computer that I'm hearing the the sound being piped in from? Yeah. Then that's probably what it is. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Manny, I'm one of those that thinks you're crazy, says Azillus. So start with there's Monster Hunter 4, which you can play with a proper control scheme. I know the implementation of the touchscreen controls for the iOS version of Freedom Unite was surprisingly good, but touch controls just can't match physical buttons for this type of game. And based on the reviews, Monster Hunter 4 seems to be the best entry in the series to date, at least to the market outside of Japan. I know you've repeatedly brought up Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne in the past as one of your all-time favorites, so I would have thought Shin Megami Tensei 4 would be right up your alley. Its story structure and setup is a bit different, but it's still a similar game and, in my opinion, a worthy follow-up. I'm most interested in hearing if this game would be a selling point to you. And while I get the feeling you're not much of a Persona fan, Persona Q is a great dungeon crawler. These three games alone would have sold me on getting a 3DS if I didn't already have one. That's hundreds of dollars of quality gameplay. In addition, you've got access to other Shin Megami Tensei games, the updated version of Soul Hackers, which is fantastic, and the ports of the Devil Survivor games. I'm not really a fan of Bravely Default, but it was well-received by most fans of classic JRPGs, and if you like it, there's a sequel on the way. And other worthwhile games include Fire Emblem Awakening, Fantasy Life, and the new Etrian Odyssey games, and Tales of the Abyss. Anyway, I see 3DS as an essential piece of gaming hardware. If you can afford it and are interested in some of the above games, 3 is, the usually, is usually the number of must-have games that I require before buying a console. I see no reason for mobile platforms to be more attractive. It's not even close for me. The Vita has a number of great games as well, though most of them are pretty niche, so I can give you a pass for not wanting one. Too long didn't read? 3DS is absolutely worth getting, provided you're interested in JRPGs. Great 3DS games. Monster Hunter 4, Shin Megami Tensei 4, Persona Q, Fire Emblem Awakening, Fantasy Life, Entry in Odyssey 4, and 5 when it inevitably, inevitably gets localized. Great 3DS ports, Soul Hackers, a must-play in my opinion. Double Survivor 1 and 2, Entry in Odyssey, highly revamped version of an already ex- excellent game, and Tales of the Abyss. Thanks, Azillus. Yeah, that was really thorough. I should play Soul Hackers, huh? Hannah, didn't you try playing that and give up on it? Um, I didn't give up on it. It was one of those things. It was part of that time where I was buying too many games at once. Hmm. And so I stopped playing it to play something else and never went back to it. Honestly, I think I'm like 90% of the way through that game, too. Well, you should go finish it. I should. All right. And Ed Walker, a.k.a. Foxworth, lets us know uh, that another reason to get a 3DS is so you can browse our forums with it. Because apparently somebody did that this week, looking at our stats. That's awesome. All right. And here we've got a phone call. Last piece of feedback for the week. Thanks, everybody, for being patient. Let's uh, let's hit it up. Oh, right. I should actually turn on the audio for that. Hey, my name is, hey, my name is Mike. I'm a long-time listener. I um, just wanted to let you guys know that I actually like really love the show. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts. Um, I just looked for the last episode, and uh, Manny said that he wanted some uh, somebody to sell him on the PSP and the P- I mean the P- uh, 3DS and the PSP. Excuse me. But uh, I can sell the 3DS much more. I love the Vita. Don't get me wrong, the Vita is great. But the 3DS has such a great library. I have a PS4 and an Xbox One, and I spend so much more time on my 3DS. I'm playing through Majora's Mask right now, and um, I'm about 25 hours in, and I'm still not done. Uh, Monster Hunter 3, I put about 75 hours into. Smash Brothers, I put about 70 hours into. And, uh, I haven't even touched Monster Hunter 4 yet. And that's just not even, uh, a portion of my library. Like, I have a lot of games and 
those are like the top games off the top of my head as far as like hours that I put in. Um, it's a great system. It's an RPG machine. Has very very good titles. You have a uh, Mystery Dungeon coming out. The Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon. You have um, what else is out? We have uh, Persona Q. All these games, Pokemon alone, you could sink hundreds of hours into alone. It's just a great system, man. Especially if you're on the go a lot. Um, me, I personally drive, so I don't know if you know. I don't have as much time as somebody would have, you know, on the train, and I'm still putting this much time into the system. And it's, it works perfect because while my son is watching TV, I can just be playing 3DS. It's, it's awesome. Um, I highly recommend the system, man, you know. And plus you have the virtual console. Like, I have all the Mega Man games on there. I have a whole bunch of the old Zelda games. It's just it's a great system, man. For $200, I'm having way more fun with the new 3DS than I have with the Xbox One or the PS4. I'm trying to play through the order right now, and it's just so boring, man. I don't know, man. I, just please, if you trust me in anything in life, I know you don't know me, but get a 3DS, man. It's very worth it. It's an amazing system. You won't be disappointed. Guaranteed. Um, I love the show. Sorry if I sound a little muffled. I'm in the, my car, and I'm talking to the speaker. So I apologize. So, again, love the podcast, and hope you guys have a, a good evening. Thank you. I was kind of hoping he had found a way to make the phone call off his 3DS. <laughs> Be like, <laughs> uh, I love yeah. that. Like that, just that dig at the order, just in there, like it, totally unprodded by anything. Like, man, I'm playing through the order. It's so boring. <laughs> just get a 3DS. So man. boring. If you trust me at <laughs> anything in life, get a 3DS. It's like, that's a desperate plea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, <clears throat> I, I can understand where he's coming from. I mean, I, I'll. I'll agree with them that I've probably been spending more time on my handhelds uh, than than my PlayStation Four, definitely. Uh, but uh, you know, don't discount the Vita's Vita as far as having a, a great you know RPG collection. I, I don't mean, you've think got he the, is, but I think everyone's agreeing. There's probably more for Manny over on the 3DS side of things. It uh, depends on on I guess the flavor of the the games that he wants, but there is a ton of RPGs. Uh, on the Vita, and and heaven forbid you start including the you know the backwards compatibility with the PSP offerings, but just Vita alone. I mean, yeah, but I Manny mean, has a PSP, just a already, ton, so that doesn't help him. He's yeah, got his but, PSP I mean, just go. yeah, even just Vita alone though, there is a there is. I mean, you got your Persona games, your Final Fantasy games, uh, you know, Miramasa Rebirth, the Atelier Plus games. I mean, you know, the Dungeon Crawl, I don't Demon think games. Manny's the target audience for the Atelier games. All right. I'm not. I, I don't know Manny yeah, that personally. I'm pretty just saying sure I'm, that's not a good fit. Hey, I like the Atelier games. I don't I, know Manny personally. I, I can't. You know, if he said Phil, if he got a little more specific with me, like Phil, I'm more into dungeon crawlers or traditional JRPGs you know, or whatever. Well, he's generally a Western RPG fan, but Borderlands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, but I mean, if you're, Fallout, I think, like I think that. the big differentiating factor for me between the Vita and a 3DS isn't really the RPG landscape. It's the, it's the other stuff. If you like a lot of first party Nintendo games, of course you can't go wrong with a 3DS because you got all the Mario games, Donkey Kong, uh, you know, Zeldas and whatnot. If you want, uh, if you're more into, uh, in, uh, independent games, they look and they just uh, every time there's an indie game out there, I almost always get on the Vita versus the 3DS. It almost always looks better, plays better. Uh, it, it's just a better experience on the Vita with its high resolution screen when you get into some of those games. And I love the indie games uh, on my Vita. Uh, you know, I was just playing Velocity 2 the other day, but they're those quick pick me up, jump in, play it, get out. Child of Light, which, you know, it's one of the RPGs listed. But um, and I don't know if it's on the 3DS, but I didn't even look because I didn't care. It's going to look fabulous on the Vita compared to the 3DS. Just gorgeous. So 
It just depends. But yeah, I would actually ask my friend, okay, no, you like RPGs. You're going to find a lot on both systems. What, how do you feel about first party Nintendo games, Mario and Zelda versus indie games? I think those are your big contrast because there's not a whole lot of first party games on the Vita. Go figure. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for the feedback. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, there's a few ways to do it. Podcast.rpgamer.com to send an email in. Um, we're a bit light on those right now. Um, forums.rpgamer.com is where you can go to join our message boards and uh, post in the latest update section of the forums uh, where we put the podcast threads. So you can add your feedback right to the show and discuss things going on with other people. Leave us feedback for what you'd like to see done on the show differently. And of course you can leave a voicemail just like our listener Mike just did. 608-729-4098 That's 608-729-4098 608-729-4098 Operators are standing by to take your call and play it right here on the show. And with that Let's get into the news. And unfortunately, I have to start off with a bit of a sad story, everybody. Mr. Leonard Nimoy passed away yesterday, and everyone's very sad about it. The internet. A moment of silence, please. (sighs) Live long and prosper, everybody. Um, So uh, the internet kind of lost their collective, you know, freak by, uh, you know, hearing the news and so everyone's been mourning him and uh, star trek online has announced that they are going to create an in-game memorial to leonard nimoy and how's that gonna work uh they have said wow (laughs) apparently a thousand players had logged in to do an impromptu memorial session of their own and there'll be an in-game memorial at some point added to the game so i think that's really cool that they're gonna do that and i bet you we'll see other things leave that because Leonard was a big influence to people in the sci-fi fantasy genre of everything. And he had voice work in a bunch of different games and movies that people are big fans of, of course. And just Well, like, I mean, he even had a voice role in Star Trek Online. Oh, he did, didn't he? Yeah. He had he had a narration role. He had a narration role. Uh, Zachary uh, Zachary Quinto. Is it Zachary Quinto? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He had a he also had a voice role. Oh, um, really? For, yeah. He played the emergency medical hologram in the tutorial. Ah. <laughs> That's great. Whereas, 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 Mr. Nimoy was given the, uh, I'd say, at the very least, until I think, like, he did like the sector narrations for like the 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 original game. I think they gave the narration role to uh, Denise Crosby in uh, the first expansion, and then to someone else, and then the, the second one. But so if I play Star Trek Online, he... I can hear Nimoy and and Crosby and everybody. Hmm. Oh, but it's I'd have Civ, to play Civ, Star Trek Online is the problem. Civilization 4. Oh, yeah. Civ 4. Everyone's brought that up. So um, on Twitter, at least. So, yeah. I, I thought it was interesting in, in reading uh, some of these articles and stuff. I, I had not realized that he had written an autobiography, I Am Not Spock, in yep. 1975. Yes. And then, you know, to try to distance himself Essentially, from the it's like, bit, actually, then, I am Spock, you know. But actually, it. I am Spock. So there's another book after that. Yeah, I thought that I was think, pretty fascinating. I think the thing that sort of always, I always liked about Leonard Nimoy, because I got in Star Trek with TNG. Actually, I got in Star Trek with the movies. And I think the first one that I really remember watching is um, The Voyage Home with the whales. Mm-hmm. And he directed that, I want to say. And of course, he was very Spock in that movie. And so I just, I liked him because it's like him and Takei. I like them the best out of the original series because even though I've only seen a couple of episodes of the each, um, they were nerds before it was cool to be nerds. 
that makes sense? I guess I can't speak to that. So I don't know. That was the impression that I always got. So hey, maybe I'm wrong. But I always admired that about them because hey, I'm a nerd. Yep. All right. Live long and prosper in the next life, Leonard. So let's move on to. Uh, well, there's no proper way to transition, but uh, back to games. Final Fantasy Type Zero has a new gameplay trailer. We've got it up on the site. Um, it's only about a month away for the game, and so you can go check that out, see some of the mechanics of the game at play. And of course, remember that Final Fantasy Fifteen demo comes with the day one shipment of Type Zero. So we're getting Type Zero because of that, aren't we? We are. We are indeed. Also, Anyone have, else getting Type Zero here on the show? We have people that want us to play it so that we can give impressions on the podcast. So, well, that's kind of how that works. So, and I, I will be the one listening and watching those impressions to determine whether or not I actually get it. Alex, you're picking it up. Yeah, if only for the soundtrack. Ah, cool. Which uh, is awesome. Alice, are you interested in it? Um, I don't have a PS4. No, good reason. Okay. So. <laughs> if I did, I'd probably get it, though. Everybody has a 3DS of some region or another here. Um, so <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles X has a new video out as well. That's on our site right now. You can go check that out um, just so you remember. coming out. That's on... not for 3DS. Well, <laughs> you're right. It's on the Wii U, isn't it? So whatever. <laughs> I don't know when that's coming out in the U.S., so never mind. But you can go watch the video and get psyched anyway. Uh, this Anna, year at some point. Anna, do you want to fill us in on what's going on in the world of Dragon Fantasy? Yes. Because you're the PR person who sent out this email. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about this because we've been working on this for like months. So Dragon Fantasy, which it came out in 21 for iOS and Android, and then got upgraded on the PS3. Um, and then book two came out on the PS3 and Vita. And it hadn't gone anywhere else. So um, on Thursday, we announced Dragon Fantasy book one and two with their new names. And they're coming to PC or Steam, which is PC Mac Linux, um, 3DS, which we'd already announced, and Wii U, which was the new system we hadn't announced. And they're also coming to mobiles, but that's way later. Wii U, you said? Wii U. Wii U. The system that has, like, no classic JRPGs is finally getting classic JRPGs. Classic? Yeah. These are modern. They're throwbacks. Okay. Fine. All right. So this stuff's finally happening. Yeah. You guys announced, like, this forever ago, the 3DS stuff. Yeah, the 3DS one, the 3DS version, I think Adam had a playable version of it at E3 last year. Yes, he did. But um, it was kind of one of those things that... Because Muteki doesn't have any full-time employees, everybody has a different job and they do Dragon Fantasy in their spare time. It was something that was going really slow. But um, Adam has worked for Choice Provisions for like almost two years at this point. And yeah. he put out Woe Dave. Um, he was the lead designer for the console versions. And then he was like, dude, I should really do Dragon Fantasy. And Choice Provisions was like, well, that's cool because we want to start publishing. So, yeah, the three games they were announced, like, was the two Dragon Fantasy games and a third one. A third game not associated with Muteki. So we are super stoked about this. And um, Ogden's birthday is April 1st. Sweet. Just saying. 
Congrats, Ogden, on your birthday being April 1st. April Fool's Day, no less. Yeah, that's that was Tom Rippon's birthday, his, Adam's dad. Oh, cool. Yes. So, Ogden's birthday is April 1st, Chris. Mm-hmm. What? What am I missing? Oh, Ogden is based on his dad? Yes. Okay. Got it. Now I got it. I'm putting it together, Anna. Yes. <laughs> All right. So thank you for that. Uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia Victory 2 has an opening video up on our site now. You can watch that. Oh, this is news nowadays. It's, hey, there's a video out. Go watch it. Um, all right. It's coming out in Japan on April 23rd. I don't know when it's coming out here, but I'm sure it will. Hyperdimension Neptunia Victory 2. Uh, let's see. I'm surprised it's not Mark 2. But um, Lord of the Fallen's Ancient Labyrinth. So this is a DLC for Lords of the Fallen, which I thought everyone had already forgotten about. But it's coming out March 3rd. And guess what? We have a video for that, too. <laughs> so you can watch that. Uh, DLC coming for a game that nobody here has played, have they? Nope. Speak, no. Speak up or forever hold your peace. All right. Liege. Who's heard of Liege? It's a strategy RPG inspired by classic console RPGs, and it's going to be showing up at GDC and PAX East, so developer Coda Games has put a trailer out. You could go see that on our site now. Liege, a strategy game, which means Anna's into it, even though she doesn't know she's into it. Why do I not know I'm into it? Because you haven't heard of it before? Oh, my bad. Liege, go look at the trailer on our site, Anna. Okay. Tell me if you're into it. Okay. It's a strategy game. Mm-hmm. That's usually all it takes for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. How, all right. So if you're not into that, Anna, maybe you're into Dragon Quest Heroes. Yeah. Oh, she is excited for Dragon Quest Heroes, even though she hasn't even booted up Hyrule. Well, the interesting Heroes. thing is, is this isn't as much of a Musu as Hyrule Warriors is. This is more of sort of a Musu light. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If we were going to ignore it and then actually watch some gameplay, and it's not at all like what I was expecting. So it actually plays more like an RPG than Hyrule Warriors. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, I'm happy we're getting it then. So it's coming to PS4 in North America and Europe later this year. Um, it'll be out in Japan first, of course, um, for both PS3 and PS4. So we're just only getting the PS4 version. So um, well, They basically announced it like the day before it came out in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Too late for anybody to cancel their pre-orders. <laughs> Huh. I don't know. I'm surprised that people took the risk of importing this. I mean, it isn't like Square Enix is shy about releasing Dragon Quest games in the West. They're just shy about releasing mainline on anything other than iOS. This looks like it could be fun. I'm watching the video here. Dude fighting a dragon and a brick man and stuff like that. This could be good. I'll play this. Okay. Yeah, I can play this. Okay, sorry, I'm getting distracted by this. Gurman Heroes. Anybody remember Gurman for the PSP? Vaguely. It's an action RPG, right? Well, Gurman, a monstrous adventure, is coming to Steam. Yay! I I always heard it was a good game, but I never played it. Um, So anyone else on the call had played Gurman at all? Nope. No. Nope. No. Okay. Uh, we don't have a price for the Steam version. It'll be out March 30th. 
And uh, this is a game from 2007, if you're wondering, when it came out in English originally. And you go check out a video we have up for the PSP version and see if you'll be excited for the Steam version. Knights yeah. and Can't... Oh, go ahead. So Yeah, that's just that game was actually originally released on PC in Japan. Oh, was it? And then ported the PSP? Yep. Oh, so now we're getting the PC version? So uh, like... You're getting an enhanced PC oh, version. Oh, it is enhanced. Good, good. That's what I wanted to hear. All right. Yay. Uh, Knights and Candles also co- being sold on Steam. This one's out now. It's called The Legend of Candle Win Knights and Candles. Uh, it's inspired by classic PC role-playing titles. Uh, they don't say what. Uh, it, it appears in the... T- let's see. Okay, they, they changed the name of it at some point. So you might also see it called The Rogues of Blackwood Forest in some media. So it's going to be uh, 10 bucks or seven pounds, or ten euros, and uh, that's it. We got a trailer up for it, and you can go pick it up on Steam now, or check it out, see if it's interesting. I don't think we this have any reviews. does review- not have good reviews. Okay, I was going to say, we don't have any review coverage of it yet, so... We right. probably won't. Oh, that bad, huh? So it looks like a dungeon crawler. So, Phil, you might be into this. I don't know, I think Alex just tucked me out of it. <laughs> Can't you take uh, a risk? Do you, want, do you want points? You'll get points. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait, how do points work? We'll, we'll do anything for points. Oh, what well, are points? We're point- having a review backlog challenge for the staff. Oh, we are? Oh, that's cool. Maybe you read do, do you read the forums, Chris? No. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I just I just pay for them. <laughs> I don't read them. Fair enough. <laughs> Isn't that enough? All right. I guess I should read the forums more. I'm learning. Ah, oh, so much extra responsibility. California-based developer Rose Portal Games has an, has launched a Kickstarter for a game called Unraveled. It's a combination RPG platform and interactive story. It is on Kickstarter now. Just search for Unraveled. Um, we have some coverage up of it. We've got the video up on our site for it. Their goal is $15,000. And, of course, let's review what one gets for Unraveled. <clears throat> for $5 or more, you get access to backer-only surveys woo, and stretch goal input, two HD wallpapers, and a banner to show your support, and your name will be in the credits. On the other side of things... Hold on, I have to scroll a bit for this. For $2,500, you can become an executive producer. Includes all the above rewards, and you become part of the team. As executive producer you'll have an equal say in the game's creative process. Oh my gosh, you're actually buying... That's that's risky. Collaborate with us to design and shape the actual game. Enemies, battle techniques, cutscenes, monsters and allies, you'll be involved with every step of the process. As a huge thank you for helping us make Unraveled become a reality, we'll make sure you'll feel right at home with us. Uh, Wow. Uh, What I think is cool is on here they made... Is this really... Did they make mock-up um, PlayStation artwork for this thing? Is that what this is? Yeah, that's um, one of the higher-tier rewards. Is a physical copy looking like a... Like a PSX game? Yeah. Even though it never was a PSX game. So that's cute. Um, so this game looks... Well, I was going to say it looks like an RPG Maker game, but they show it being developed in Unity, so... Um, it's a guy, person and a monster. No, it just looks like it. Um, let's see. Let's, uh, stuff's based on real events, 
based on the documentary The Wire Nest. Ship breaking yards and those who live around them are hardly ever covered by media news. And wow, that's cool. Based on real people. And it looks like your doll comes to life and helps you out. So this is cool. Go check it out. See if you want to sponsor it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cute looking. That's for sure. Yeah, it's way too early to say if it's any good, of course. But uh, right, you can go right. check it out I mean, see if you want to sponsor it. I consider if I didn't already have uh, three games kickstarted. Anna, they've got limit. plushies. They've got plushies, Anna. I know. I saw. Plushies. Uh-huh. Plushies. Anna totally worth plushies. it if it has plushies. It's Yeah, that's how it works, right? All right, so there's a new check in, or new Kickstarter, rather. Uh, we have Y-I-I-K. What is this, Alex? Yeek. Y2K. Y- oh, of course. Roman numeral two. Uh, what is it? Set in the 90s with main protagonist and college graduate Alex Eggleston discovering various colorful hidden worlds. Wait, I've heard of this game before. Wasn't it already this? kickstarted? I didn't say anything about being kickstarted. It may have already been kickstarted, but that's... Okay. It's set to be released in quarter four 2015 for PC, Linux, Mac, PS4, Wii U, and PlayStation Vita. It's a postmodern RPG... And that doesn't really tell us anything except you're running around. I don't know. This is an indie game. <laughs> so go check out the trailer. See if you're into this indie game. <laughs> yeah, it's the team that created. I think was it Chroma Chroma More. Chroma More. I'll take your word for it. I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's a game that was renamed for its um, Wii U release. Chroma Four. Two brothers. Oh, two brothers. Oh, the the Game Boy looking one. Yeah. All right. It's the same scene that made that. Now I know. All right. I actually was interested in that, but I haven't gotten around to checking that out. Just like this other game that I doubt I'll get around to checking out, Axiom Verge, which is going to be like an upcoming Metroid style game, which I think we kind of sort of cover on here occasionally, at least when they're labeled Castlevania. Um, it's coming out on PS4 on March 31st. Uh, a lot of people have been waiting uh, a while on Axiom Verge because it looks like a really good Metroid game. We'll see if it holds up. Uh, PS Vita port is still in development. It'll be 20 bucks when it comes out on March 31st or 18 euros. So you can go check that out later. And it'll come to PC eventually if you're patient. So Axiom Verge. Unsung Story, which is a tactical game which uh, was conceived by uh, Yasumi Matsuno. You remember that was kickstarted. And they had lots of um, interesting tie-ins with industry vets and stuff. Uh, they've got some screenshots out. Playdeck has released them on their site, which uh, you can go check out uh, the Kickstarter for Unsung Story to see a lot of this stuff. Or um, probably, yeah, Playdeck's blog there on the Kickstarter. And you can see uh, elements of the uh, tactical grid-based system and see what they're coming up with. Remember, uh, Yasumi Matsuno made games like Tactics Ogre and uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. So you see how it's coming up, or how it's coming along, rather. If that's not your style and you prefer some more traditional stuff that you know you like, and you're a big fan of Pokemon, which some of the people here are, you'll soon be able to get Latios and Latias in Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And you're asking me, Chris, how does this work? Well, there's going to be a distribution of the Eon Ticket item. And according to the official Pokemon website... It is an in-game item that can be used to return to the southern island to capture Latios or Latias, depending on which one you caught the first time you visited the island. Prior to the event, the ticket was only available via Street Pass, but now it's being distributed via the official site. 
You'll need to visit the Pokemon website in that time frame to get a code. Uh, in what time frame, you ask? Between February 27th and March 2nd. That means right now. Go to the site. Get your c- ticket. Get your code. Um, another ca- chance to get your Eon ticket. Twenty uh, fifth. Oh, you know what? I can just tell you the code. Um, right now, enter this code into uh, the 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 item. You know why it says get a item from a code, and when you boot up the game, you have to like start on the main menu. I forget what it's called. Uh, it's not Wonder Pokemon or anything anymore. Anyway, so you boot up the game and say, "Hey, I need a I need a code," and you put in, or I need an item and get it from code. And the code is two zero one five Latios Latias. 2015-L-A-T-I-O-S-L-A-T-I-A-S. And you'll get your Eon ticket. And you can get your other Pokemon. So yay! That's a good thing. All right. Now that we've done our community service for the day, we can let people know how they can uh, spend their nights. That's right. If you haven't heard, here's a list of songs you can play in Persona 4 Dancing All Night. I'm just going to read this list because... We don't... Okay. Dance, which is a new song. Pursuing My True Self, which is like the theme song for Persona 4 or the battle song or something. Specialist. Uh, Time to Make History. Your Affection. Heartbeat Heartbreak. Pursuing My True Self, the Atlas Kozakum remix. Backside of the TV, the Lotus Juice remix. Snowflakes, the Narasaki remix. Signs of Love, the TK remix. Best Friends, Like a Dream Come True. Time to Make History, the Akira Yamaoka remix. Heaven, the Norihiko Hibino remix. Now I Know You, the Yu Miyake remix. Shadow World, Juness theme. How does that work? Every day is great at your Juness. Nanako dances, basically. Oh, okay. Shadow World, Atlas Kozuka remix. No, 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 no. I thought they said Nanako doesn't dance. Best Friends, the Bandvox remix. Pursuing My True Self. Just let me finish the list, folks. Pursuing My True Self, the Shinichi Osawa remix. Maze of Life. Heartbeat, Heartbreak, Toa TEI remix. Your Affection, the Daisuke Asakura remix. Reach Out to the Truth, Dancing on Persona Stage. Electronica in Velvet Room. Nevermore. Shadow World, Day Day Mouse Shadow Swing remix. And Reach Out to the Truth. There you go. Coming out in Japan on June 25th. I don't know when it's coming out here, but I believe we have it confirmed that it is. So, Yeah, I think that's say later this year, probably. Everyone just wants to see Nanako dance, so. All right, here's a story in the fa- in the uh, realm of fans just can't take it anymore, and they're like, these games aren't being made, so we're just going to make it ourselves. Mother 4 has a gameplay trailer out now. Just, just search Mother 4 trailer on Google. You'll find this thing. Uh, and it looks like Earthbound with some of the enhancements from um, Mother 3 on the GBA that didn't come out here. So it is... Uh, it uses some music, at least in the trailer. They use some music from Earthbound, some music from that it's new and stuff. So I don't know what's going on. Um, and it sounds and looks authentic like an Earthbound game. So uh, hopefully Nintendo doesn't shut this one down. The good sign is they're not selling it or anything. So that should help. And uh, you can go check out this trailer for what looks like a decent mother game. And you'll be able to actually play this one in English. <laughs> so... It's, uh, I I don't know. We'll see if uh, Nintendo interferes or not. Uh, Super Mario Gold. What? Super Mario 
Gold Edition. That's right. It's a new Amiibo. It's a Mario figure. It's just gold, kind of lazily printed. It's just, hey, let's do a gold Mario. You know, it's like when you get the gold power-up thing in some of the games. So he'll be uh, exclusive to Walmart. So it's coming up March 20th, and it's part of the Mario Party series of Amiibos, and it'll be $12.96. March 20th. Go and line up now for your your Walmart, right? Uh, it never ceases to amaze me how popular those things have have become. Just just mind blowing. Walked into Target the other day and the shelves were just completely bare, <laughs> except for I think like a couple of like really common characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I looked into them. I was just I, – I was Googling all over the place like, okay, I, I got a Wii U not too long ago. I'm like, what do these things really you know, bring to the game? Is this like uh, – you know, I've got some of those characters for that Spyro game. I mean is it, is it like that? Is it going to unlock secret areas in my games and things like that? Eh, costume here and there. Uh, on Smash Brothers, it, uh, it, it somehow contributes to your AI character when other people are playing against your characters, AI characters online or something like that. It's very peripheral. It, it's, it's not nearly as direct as, let's say, Spyro and stuff. And it's just, but, but they're going like crazy. And it's that whole collector, I think it's that whole collector fever thing that's going on. Got to have it because it's being taken away. There's a limited supply, so I've just got to have it. It's a common sales tactic. When somebody looks like they're on the edge of whether or not they're going to buy something, take it away. Mm. Just say, oh, you know, that's it's our last one. Oh, well, I better get it. It's the last one. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I got. Fr- I got a friend you better who's, get it, Phil. Yeah, I got a friend who's got who's collecting these. He's like going from GameStop to GameStop looking for them. I'm like, dude, are, are you like using these on your Wii games or something? I mean, I mean, are they really adding on? He said, well, yeah, I put them on here and there, but no, they don't really do anything. But I just got to have them all. It's like Pokemon. Except you're paying with cash. Got to catch them all. Buy them all. Find them all. Amiibo. Mm. All right. Well, uh, (laughs) speaking of catching them all, some people have been trying to experience as much of the Corpse Party series as they can. Uh, the fans of that series would might be happy to know a live-action Corpse Party movie is coming to Japan in the summer. Starring a J-pop uh, band member from AKB48, Rina Ikoma. Uh, she's making her starring debut with the film, apparently. So it's... Uh, uh, whatever. It's a Corpse Party movie. I don't know if that's going to come out here, but uh, I figure some people on the site were very happy about Corpse Party, so they might want to know more about uh, more about that. Disturbing, disturbing story in that game. Etrian Odyssey Mystery Dungeon is going to have a bunch of helpful DLC at launch. So let's see. It's going to be free. It'll be out. Uh, this is, of course, this talking about Japan. I don't know what the U.S. dates for this yet because the game's not even out in Japan yet. Uh, the DLC will be free and it'll be Find the Furai, please. This is a help you quest for you to find a furai in the first dungeon and it'll give you three foods that boost your item money acquisition rates along with higher chances of finding special floors that's nice find the landschneck similar to previous quest you'll need to find a certain landschneck in the second dungeon gets you three additional foods that increase your experience points gain and blast meter along with higher chances of finding rare species uh, another one for defeating the golden guardian that'll get you uh, money along with a large amount of materials uh one where you defeat a red puka FOE that gives you a pair of level up items. And one where you're looking for a princess 
in the first dungeon, and it'll give you a useful item that lets you keep all your items whenever you fail a dungeon run. So after March, they will be costing money. No idea yet on the U.S. release plans for those DLCs, but that's cool to know. Uh, the Nintendo 3DS in North America is getting a cross-buy game. That's right. Ali Ali is coming to Nintendo 3DS and Wii U and will be cross-buy. This is not an RPG. I'm just bringing it up to let you know that we're finally getting a cross-buy game in this region. Um, Mini Mario's? Oh, is that true, too? Oh. Yeah. Mario Minis is also cross-buy? Yeah. All right. Well, forget it, then. Uh, between like 3DS big, and Wii U. That was like a huge announcement in one of the directs. Yeah, I forgot because, you know, the game's not out. It's been like January since that direct. So, all right. Uh, speaking of an indie RPGs, Anna, here's one that is an RPG Maker game. <laughs> it's called yep. Stargazer. I've seen it. It's up on Steam Greenlight right now. Uh, you can play a demo on its official website or purchase it for 20 bucks if you want, of course. Um, let's see... Uh, story 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 we don't need to get into that but it is a uh, rpg maker game you can go check it out on steam Greenlight right now look for stargazer or just search their official website which is um oh it's from the aveyond folks a-v-e-y-o-n-d.com slash game slash stargazer so they've done um other games that we've covered on the site uh, so you can go check that out at their site aveyond.com and uh check out stargazer see if you're into it um amaranth games I don't know if is Aviand the publisher. I don't remember how that stuff works with them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think it looks like it's sort of a digital store for indie games. Oh, Aviand is a digital store now. All right. I thought Aviand was the name of a series. Yeah, Aviand. Yeah, no, I Will think that's, that's something else. I think. Oh my! But they sell it there. Yeah. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, they're probably the ones who made the. So they're helping distribute story. this or something. Who knows? They're like an RPG maker store. Yeah, but they also have a game series named after them. Yes, I know. Uh, I've reviewed them. Okay. Oh, well, Chris. Yes? Uh, the European code for Pokemon is different. <gasps> What's the European code for Pokemon? Uh, Pokemon, just the word Pokemon, and then 38... Uh, let me start that again. Pokemon 380381. Pokemon three eight zero three eight one oh because it's number three zero and three eight one in your Pokedex. Mm-hmm. That's I think great. so. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's funny because the 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 the, the code entry field has only sixteen characters to fill. Fill so two zero one five Latios Latias and Pokemon three eight zero three eight one both perfectly fit. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <coughs> so check out your Pokemon games, Anna. Find your Pokemon game. <laughs> Let's, uh... I want to. <laughs> Anna can't find her. Anna cannot find her copy of Pokemon. We have looked all over the house, and it's very sad. We may need to get her another copy. Uh, that's why I'm rather glad that I've got a uh, digital, digital copy one? of. Yeah. Um, well, it's easier. It's it's cheaper and easier to buy digital software for the 3DS than it is to import it from Japan. True. True that. True Basically. That. All right. Let's see. What else we got? Um, oh. Got some do- deal updates for you. And Phil, you you like this part of the show because you like deals, right? Hot deals! He likes deals. All right. First off, I've got the PlayStation 4 is on sale for $359 again, and it comes with six months of PS Plus. Um, where is this? That's a deal! It doesn't say where it is. Deals on. Where is deals on? 
Okay, come on. How does deals this work? Deals on? Sign Amazon ripoff. Oh, off. okay. No, so deals on is Silicon Era's way of getting credit for the people following these links. Okay. Anyway, it's on eBay. So somebody on eBay is doing this. It's a seller on eBay. They've got good positive feedback. So, um, wow, it's on eBay. That's weird. So you can go get that on eBay from somebody's storefront on there. And uh, PS4 with uh, six months of PS Plus. What else we got going on here? I think other stuff that we'll cover in other forums. All right. So let's see. Uh, Let me get our thing up here. All right. So the RP Gamer official console and handheld digital store update for North America. New releases. Of course, Hyperdimension Noir, Goddess Blackheart came out this week. But sales and price cuts. Far Cry 4 Gold Edition on PS3 and PS4 is on sale. Far Cry 3 for PS3 is on sale. Atelier Merudu Plus, Ramona Plus, and Totori Plus for the Vita are all on sale for an even deeper discount um, if you have PS Plus. This is all part of a... P- these Vita games are all part of a PlayStation Vita birthday sale they got going on. Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth is on sale. Muramasa Rebirth is on sale. New Little King Story. Is that game any good? Anyone play it on the call? It hasn't been reviewed very well. Oh, okay. I remember but people I really liking the first one. Yeah, on the, the Wii. Yeah, yeah, that one's cute. All right. Sword Art Online Hollow Fragments on sale. Tales of Heart R on sale on the Vita. The Hell of Knights 3 on sale on the Vita. And then Castlevania, The Dracula X Chronicles, and God's Eater Burst are both on sale on the PSP. Alex, God's Eater Burst. That's a Monster Hunter game, right? Yep. Uh, Monster Hunter clone. You like that yeah, one? Yeah, I, I recently imported the soundtrack to God's Eater 2 Rage Burst. Oh, cool. It's as glorious as I thought it would be. Is uh, going back to a PSP Monster Hunter clone worth it at this point, or do you say, eh, stick to the uh, ones? Uh, that one's probably one of the better ones there is. Oh, all right. So, mm. And it's quite easy playable on Vita, and probably works better on Vita because you don't have to use the claw. Oh, okay, good point. So you, can assi- yeah, you can assign the second analog for the camera rather than oh, cool. <laughs> destroying you, your hand. Do you have, I didn't know you could do that, but did you... Do you um do these games take as long as it does to progress through Monster Hunter? I don't know because I haven't played Monster Hunter for any length of time. Okay, assume it's really freaking long in Monster Hunter. Is it really uh, freaking long in in these clones? No, I th- this one took me about forty hours to complete. So okay, no, that's shorter. All right, good. Yeah, and that's forty <laughs> hours, and that's effectively two games as well. Oh. You got the original God Eater bit, and then the burst enhanced add on e right. stuff. Cool. All right. Uh, in Europe, we got some sales. <laughs> Dragon Age Inquisition and uh, is on sale for PS3 and PS4, both the regular and deluxe editions. And then Harvest Moon, Tale of Two Towns is on sale on 3DS, and Hometown Story is on ta- sale on 3DS. Yeah, Rising Star is having a sale. Um, if you're going to ask my advice, get Tale of Two Towns and avoid Hometown Story. All right. <laughs> Anna has no comment. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What else? What other deals we got here? We've got... Uh, where is that one at? Oh, this Silicon Era post sucks because I don't know. Dell has Battlefield Hardline on sale. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> because it has a $25 gift card that comes with it. There's eBay shop with Halo the Master Chief collection on sale for 30 bucks. These are weird. 
Deal is on itself has a store with Resident Evil 2 reservation. Oh, that's that's expired. Forget that. GameStop has Bioshock Infinite on sale. Who cares? Uh, Walmart has a sale of Hitman Absolute Professional Edition on PS3. Really? This is all strange. I, I'm closing this deal post. This is weird. Uh, all right. Let's just go over to... Our, our new releases for the week instead of deals. J- Phil, do you have any good deals that you want to share with us first? Uh, you no. are the man when it comes to deals. How do you not know these things anymore? Well, because I've got like every game. So you, you bought them all. <laughs> I bought them all. I caught them all like Pokemon. Uh-huh. So I haven't really, you know, it's funny. I, I kind of see like I go to GOG every week and stuff. and I look over their sales and, uh, it's just like, yeah, I've got all the games on there pretty much that I want. Occasionally a new one will come out. I'll put it on my wish list and wait a year and then go back and check it and buy it. But yeah, I haven't been jumping on the sales like I used to. No. Okay. Just, yeah, it's just haven't been exciting for me anymore. Got too all many right. games. All right. Well, more games are coming out. So here's what's come out in the next week. First off, on PS4, we've got Helldivers, which is a cross-buy game apparently. So let's uh, go check that out. Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 2. Um, on 360, we've got Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 2. And Scream Ride, whatever that is. On PS4, we've got Helldivers. Ali Ali 2, Welcome to Hollywood. Um, whatever. <laughs> Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 2. Shiftlings and White Knight. I don't know what Shiftlings or White Knight is. Do you... Mm. No. Hey, Blau here. I found you a deal. Black Guards, $9 on GOG. Black Arts? Black Guards. Black it's Guards. a tactical RPG. Oh, no. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's calling you. No. Yeah, they no, want you. No, do not want. Do Nine not bucks. Want. Do not want. For Expansion's on sale, too. Do not. Do not want. <laughs> Xbox One, Numa, Breath of Life. Resident Evil Revelations 2, blah, 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 blah. Of course, it's on every platform. Scream Ride and Shiftlings. Whatever the Shiftlings is, I'm going to look up Shiftlings right now. Shiftlings. Shiftlings. Made by Rocket Game? Rocket. Rock Pocket Game? Well, hey, I'm going to order dinner, so. You are? Yeah, it's quarter past seven. Okay. Good for you. That's, an, that's, uh, that's uh, Alice's new release for the week is dinner. Uh, the Wii U will bring us Donkey Kong Country on the eShop, Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Conquest on the eShop, and Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, also on the eShop. And then yeah, fun- there's, there's a sale going on with that, too, speaking of sales. Uh, if you buy, like, the online games, I got an email on it. I don't remember the exact details. You can probably Google it up. But if you if you buy, like, the digital releases, some of those games or whatever you get discounts on uh, other games or i think if you buy one oh if you buy one of the older donkey kong games through the virtual console either on your 3ds or your wii u like uh you know like the game boy donkey kong whatever it is then you'll get 20 percent off the uh, digital donkey kong country tropical freeze for the wii u oh that's good because that's a good game yeah uh, let's see 3ds has some uh, stuff coming out donkey kong land donkey kong land 2 and donkey kong land 3 all coming to eShop. Ironfall Evasion is a free game on the eShop. I don't know how that one works. Love Me Buddies Wonderland. What? And Titan Attacks. Titan Attacks is fun. What is it? It's freaking Space Invaders on steroids. But, you know, like the newer Space Invaders. Wait, wait, wait. How have you already played it? What's it out on? 
Uh, it's on the is on the Vita a while back. Oh, it's on it's Vita. My... It's on uh, Windows, Mac, and Linux too. Oh, oh, this is the space. Okay, I did play this on my PS4, and yeah, it's, it's on a lot. It's slow. It takes forever <laughs> to play, and you ha- it's like a roguelike. You have to like level what? up, and then when you're done, <laughs> it's done. You lose Titan all your attacks. Yeah. Are you talking about the same game? Yeah, it's a, a it's Titan. a top down space shooter that's like Space Invaders. Space Invaders, right? But right. you have to choose your level ups and power ups appropriately to try and get further and further into higher stages. Where the slow part comes in, I mean, uh, because it takes forever to get through all the stages to get to the hard part. Uh, well, I mean. <sighs> I, I guess I guess, uh, you know, in a day and age where like the new space, I played the new Space Invaders, Infinity and stuff like that. And those games for the moment you turn them on, they're screaming at your face and tons of things are flying at you. And I mean, it's like, you know, it's uh, bleeding on acid from the first board on. I mean, I, I guess uh, I'm getting too old uh, because those games are too. F- I mean, that one was just like, OK, I didn't get too far in those Space Invader games. I just deleted them. Titan Attacks, you're right. It kind of starts you off with some easy boards. It's like the old Pac-Man games where the first few boards were pretty easy until it ramps up. Um, I, I, I mean, seriously, okay once you get that. good with that game, you're going to have to play for half an hour before you get to the part no, where you're actually no, challenging yourself. It saves your progress at major points. So if you get to the oh, second world... You're yeah. right. I forgot. You can start over there, can't you? But then yeah, what you don't do you have, have to go through all the boring ups? boards. Well, that's the only problem is if you get, let's say you did a run through of the first world and you totally wasted your money because you kept blowing it on shields and crap and uh-huh. you didn't put it in power ups. Then, yeah, if you keep replaying from the second world at that point, you're screwed. It saves it's gonna, you. Oh, it's, it's snapshotted it's your power up status, right? It? Right. Okay. So that at that point, you'd want to go through and that's where you'd want to go through with your better skills and play that first world again using your money much more, you know, much why, why, more wisely. Okay. So. I have had to do that once or twice, and now I don't play the first world anymore because I pretty much did it as well as it can be done. Right. I got lots of power-ups, and I had leftover cash. Leftover cash very important before it snapshots. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so there is a little <laughs> – yeah, yeah, it is a bit old school that way. I mean, you are right. I mean, I can definitely see that being a turn-off. I had fun playing it once. I don't know that I'm going to go back to it, but it was free on PlayStation Plus when I got it. So um, on a portable system would make it more appealing. So I think I got yeah, it was, the Vita, it was a lot of fun in the plane between that and yeah. Stardust. Oh, Stardust. Mm. PS Vita is getting some games. Oh, actually, first, the DS is getting around the world in 80 games in 80 days. It's DSiWare. I don't know who's releasing DSiWare at this point. That's kind of crazy to me. Um, is this like the mobile game? I don't, I don't know what this is. This is. Oh, it's a it's a puzzle game. It's a. It's a match three. Ugh. All right. PS Vita is getting Helldivers and Orishika Tainted Bloodlines. That sounds like a game we're going to cover. That's an RPG. Yes. Yeah. That's an RPG where we talked about it before, but you're like breeding characters or something. You have to, yeah, yeah. It's only 20 bucks. So I'm intrigued. Um, yeah. I'll probably check it out at some point. Although I'm not doing the review. Okay. Well, just let us know what you think next week. Uh, PCs. Oh, let's see if I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PC is getting the following, which is buckle in for this one: Belladonna, Black Hole, Bloodlust, Shadow Hunter, Damnation, City of Death, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, which you've already heard Alice praise, Dynasty Warriors Eight Empires, Frank and John. Yes, I said Frank and John. 
Higarashi, When They Cry, Steam Edition, Chapter 1, Onikakushi. Wait, 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 wait. Higarashi, When They Cry, Steam Edition, Chapter 1, Onikakushi. That's what I said, Alice. Uh, that's actually getting a Steam release? Yes. That's what it says. I am also surprised by this. Uh, yeah. What is it? What is it? Um, it's a visual novel, I think. It's it? a visual novel by um, Raiki Shizuru 7, who is also responsible for doing Umineko. It says, coming um, soon. They don't list it on the Steam page when it's coming out, but this uh, tech gaming has it listed as coming out this week. So, uh, See, because um, well, I, I haven't actually read Higurashi. I've only read Umineko, which is let's say, from the same author. But it looks like, going from the Steam page, that they're bringing out like, a port of the, um, uh, like the PS3 version or something. Like, because both Higurashi and Umineko had reputation for having pretty bad art. Like, their character artwork was not great. Well, this looks better than it. Than yeah, it, which yeah. means that um, if they're releasing a, um, if they're releasing or starting to release games from this series, because Umineko is also known as When They Cry 3 and When They Cry 4, um, it means that they are, they might actually be porting the PS3 games, which had, um, better artwork and full voice acting to steam okay which it, is it, good and so is this just a portion of the first game or is this the first this is game? the first this is the first half of it okay um there is a higurashi um there's basically like a sort of part two to higurashi okay and then there is Umineko part one and Umineko part two which are known as when they cry two three and four Interesting. Uh, all right. Next is Heroes in the Sky, HIS, Homeworld Remastered Collection, Moai, Build Your Dream, M O A I, Build Your Dream, Need for Madness, Oddworld, New and Tasty Edition. Pahelica, Revelations HD. Numa, Breath of Life. Republic Remastered, which is out now, actually. Um, Resident Evil Revelations 2, Episode 2. Rooftop Cop. Shar, S-C-H-A-R, Blue Shield Alliance. Shiftlings, coming out on PC as well. <laughs> Social Justice Warriors. Wait, what? Hold on. <laughs> What is Social Justice Warriors? <laughs> Social Justice Warriors for $6. Social Justice Warriors is a satirical role-playing game that transforms the standard medieval fantasy heroes of RPGs into social media crusaders facing an endless horde of internet trolls. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand. It looks awful or awesome. I don't know which. Six bucks on sale right now. So, Anna, you might want to pick that up. Tales of the Orient, The Rising Sun. Talomir. The King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited Match. Tormentum, Dark Sorrow. Vagrant Hearts. Wait, really? Is that what I'm thinking it is? It's an elderly game, I think. Oh, this is not what I was thinking it is. Okay. It is an RPG ish looking game. Yeah, there'll be a story on that 
next but week. It's, uh, it looks like a RPG Maker Unity low budget project. Uh, hopefully, okay. There's well, it's from out. It's from 2011. They're just putting it up on Steam. All right. Yeah, oh. I think it's been putting a bunch of their stuff on Steam last year or so. Yeah. And uh, White Knight is the last one. Whew. So, uh, let's see. That's uh, that's all I got for you for new releases. So, my question to you all. What are you going to be playing this week? Alex, you've got something scheduled, right? Yeah, I'll be playing more Take It While It Goes Hunters. Oh, okay. Working on that review? Yep. All right. Alex, what will you be into? Um, probably finishing off the original Homeworld and also playing more Final Fantasy fourteen. Should I pick up Homeworld? I think you should. I don't know. I was looking at streams of it. It doesn't look like my kind of game. I, I might need to be sold on it. Play Sins of the Solar Empire. Say really cool. I have played that. That's, I like Sins of the Solar Empire. Well, I don't like how it's not really a campaign. It's more of a just start a game and weird stuff happens and you start a new. No, game well, they say Homeworld does have a campaign. Yes, oh, I, well, know, yeah. I know. Homeworld has a, yeah. that. I'm aware of, so that helps. Um, Strat- RTS games outside of Blizzard don't generally have compelling story campaigns, though. They're usually meh. Is, I mean, I tried to get into War, War, Warhammer 40k and it just put me to sleep. How's Homeworld's campaign? Amazing. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, Phil, what will you be playing? Yeah, a Clash of Clans, man. Clash my, of Clans? My, no! Yeah, no! Clash of Clans! I got these new crossbows now, and oh. and, and I'm getting those... Uh, I get in, like, six more days, I get those big uh, air hounds or whatever they're called, demon hounds oh, that I soak up to lots up of damage in the air. The Oh man, and and I just got skeleton warriors a few weeks or uh, witch witch whatever a few weeks back. Oh, that was fun. Just raiding someone's base with six witches. That that was just hilarious. All these skeletons she raises all over the place. Wait, you can yeah. really get witches in that game? Yeah, yeah. I got I got witches a few weeks ago. They they, they they just uh, they move forward slowly. They raise up skeletons around them. The skeletons distract the defenses, and uh, every time they die, she raises another one. Huh, nice. And yeah, she's that's pretty cute. Uh, and I just got through upgrading my golems, so they can take a lot more punishment now. Well, that's nice. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <sighs> Other than that, still doing more de- uh, demon gaze while I'm in bed and uh, symphony or whatever it's called. Symphonia Hopefully, I get some time right? to sit down. Uh, Tales of Tales of Symphonia. Symphonia. Yeah, and then uh, and you know what? I am trying to get. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get through that Mario Two, New Super Mario Brothers Two. Doesn't take that long. No, it doesn't. That's what's bothering me. <laughs> it should really just knock it out. Yeah. It's like, what are you waiting for? Lots of coins. Oh, okay. No, I mean, you get lots of coins yes, in the game. Yes, you do. It's fun. I like that. Got like 120 lives. It's hilarious. And you get raccoon tail. What's more awesome than that? Oh, well, the kitty cat suit is pretty cool in the other one I was playing on yeah, the Wii the U. Yeah, the cat suit is pretty cool. Climbing up walls and stuff is and pretty fun. And the cherries fun. are great in that one, too. Wait, no, the cherries are the, the other one, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> what was I actually going to say? Oh, Anna, you're back. Mm-hmm. What are you going to be playing this week? Um, Atelier Rarona on the Vita TV. Now that I've caught up and surpassed where I was when I played last year and then got out of it and then got confused and didn't know what I was doing. And I'm still updating the backlog 2015 no new games thread 
So you can read all about my adventures there, and there's a spreadsheet where I'm tracking stuff. So feel free to follow. All right. And I will still be working on Monster Hunter 4. Just trying to get through the single player and start playing some multiplayer with the folks on the site because I've been terrible about setting that up. Um, Let's see. All right. Well, with that, I guess it's time to bring the show to a close. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. If you'd like to watch us live, it's 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern every week on Saturday. Uh, you can view it over at rpgamer.com slash live or, of course, twitch.tv slash rpgamer. And you can leave feedback at forums.rpgamer.com, podcast.rpgamer.com, and our phone number, 608-729-4098. What's the question of the week, folks? What are we, got? What are we asking people? Um... That was fun having people suggest or argue with Manny, even though he wasn't here. We'll have to catch him up on that somehow. <laughs> we have to come up with another argument now. I know. It's like, well, now now sell us on the Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vita fans unite. Well, that was a funny thing because uh, I got tagged on that Twitter post about uh, Mac using his Vita to, to post on our forums. Yeah, he says, awesome. I blame Phil, and I posted back. Right, and, yeah, uh, and, uh-huh. and I'm tweeting this on my Vita right now. Vita fans unite. So I love them both, though. I mean, it is kind of scary, though, that I do seem to be spending more time with those than my PlayStation 4. I do want to get the order, but only when it goes on super sale, because it does look like a pretty short experience and stuff. Doesn't look like a $60 investment. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching us. I don't know. Hey, what maybe that guy is. who hates the order, maybe he could just send it to me. He doesn't want it anymore. <laughs> just <laughs> tag me up on the forums. <laughs> I'll take a free copy. Uh-huh. All right. Or well, maybe I'll trade him a copy of uh, one of these uh, Pilot Wings Resorts for the 3DS. Got that oh, line yeah, around. That's, mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye.